UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph University football. We're minutes away from the kickoff of today's game, so it's time for the Lions pregame show. A look at the upcoming contest and interviews. And now, the Lions pregame show. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Schuler Field on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University here this afternoon as the Mount St. Joseph Lions get things underway in spring football in the Heartland Conference, taking on this afternoon the Rose Holman Fighting Engineers from Terre Haute, Indiana. I'm Dave Mitchell alongside Dan Benjamin, and Bear, I, I know this seems rather strange. It actually is strange, but when you look at the weather outside and see that it's close to 55 degrees overcast skies if this was fall football you'd be thinking this is great oh absolutely dave you'd be thinking this is a beautiful football weather especially when you're playing down there you want it a little bit colder like this you don't want it in the 70s or 80s because then it really wears on you on that turf but uh, definitely a strange day being out here in march watching college football but i'm excited to be alongside of you today to announce this game well you know the heartland decided last summer due to COVID to move the football season. The presidents of each university voted to move the football season from the fall to the spring and the coaches were pretty much unanimously behind the entire situation to go ahead and do that. And along with kids that are getting the extra year of eligibility because of COVID, this is a really good situation. Oh, absolutely. These kids will get to extend, uh, you know, their career, so to speak, because after, after their four years, you know, they're going to be done. Not many of these kids at D3 will make it to the NFL or, or the Canadian League, but uh, there has been more and more, you know. My favorite player out of the D3 has been uh, Jerry Rice, I think, played, and I believe uh, there's a couple other big ones that played. And, uh, you know, but this is it for 99% of these kids, so getting that extra year is going to be nice and at least getting a season in. Uh, this year is great, and i got to give props to the ACAC across the board for all sports, you know. Uh, everybody had a meeting, as you said. The coaches and presidents made it unanimous what we wanted to accomplish, and uh, I think the ACAC did a nice job along with all the institutions in, in making this possible for this unrealistic year, you know, of this COVID-19. So, Well, today is also Senior Day for Mount St. Joseph's, and one of the reasons that they're having today be Senior Day, because it's unusual having your first football game be Senior Day, this is still going on. This COVID situation is still going on, Bear, and you never know from one week to the next. You may be preparing to play an opponent on Tuesday and Wednesday. Thursday comes up testing day, and you can't play on Saturday. Right, right. I, I know, uh, obviously, being the head women's basketball coach, we, we feared that every week. And uh, fortunately for us, we made it through the season and had a nice season with the girls. But COVID always lingered in the back of my head. And uh, In fact, it was Rose Holman we were supposed to play. They were supposed to play us, I believe, towards the end of January and uh, they ended up getting COVID and we didn't play and then we tried to pick up some games with Transy and I myself got COVID that <laughs> Friday before we were going to play so it's definitely a uh, put a twist in what you're trying to accomplish and you're right this will be great to uh, honor the seniors here today because you don't know this could be their last game with all the things that are happening as we saw in basketball Virginia Kansas and Duke all had some COVID incidents so they're trying to manage that and I'm sure it's not easy with the uh, about 90-plus football players to try and manage that at this level. Well, and what's funny also is that Bluffton has played two games already. The season was supposed to get underway on February 27th, but everybody moved it back a week except for Bluffton. They played 
uh, Albion that weekend. So they are 2-0 and oh heading into games this afternoon. Rose got underway last week. They ended up winning their ball game against Defiance by a final of uh, let me check this. It was 59 to 6 last week as Rose ended up beating Defiance last week. But this is going to be the first game of the year for Mount St. Joseph. They played last week against Hanover. And according to the coaching staff, they were very, very happy with the way that they played last Saturday. Yeah, I didn't get to watch the game, but obviously we kept up with the stats and the scores. I, I think we were working the men volleyball game and, uh, we kept up with that score, and uh, that was good to see that they had success last week. Obviously, talking to you on the air before, or off the air before we got on here about how good they look. You mentioned their strong point of their O line. I can't wait to see that again this year. And then you mentioned they have a newcomer at quarterback. I'll let you talk a little bit about Josh. But uh, you know, I'm excited to see this game because I have not seen Rose play in probably uh, three or four years. With, and you know, and I've only been announced with you two, but I got to go back almost 30 years. When I played here, my first football game was against Rose Holman at Rose, and we beat them under head coach John Pont. And, uh, you know, hopefully I can bring a little magic from uh, John Pont back to the Lions today. That certainly would be nice because last year, this is the game in Terre Haute last year that really messed up the Lions' season. They went into that one unbeaten, and they had a high-potent offense going under their senior quarterback, Chayton Tomlin. And quite honestly, Bear, we've gone almost six minutes in our pregame show yet, and that's the first time we've even brought up Tomlin. The Lions ended up losing that game last year, and they ended up losing three out of their last four ball games. But the, the Lions are coming in this afternoon, Bear, with two players that, one you expected, you knew was going to be gone in Chayton Tomlin. You knew he was gone. As far as Cornell Beecham, who is gone, you did not anticipate him being out. And Beecham is out with the torn ACL. So today, the Lions will be going with a starting freshman quarterback in Josh Taylor. Out of, ironically, Mount Oreb High School, who he also took the place of Chayton Tomlin at Mount Oreb High School four years ago. Yeah, that, as you said, Dave, that's, that's going to be two... Huge positions to fill and uh, beach him at running back. You know, that's an unfortunate injury he had. And, uh, you know, he's one of our top wrestlers here in the nation at Mount St. Joe. And uh, to lose him on the football field, I got to watch him play last year. He's just an incredible athlete. And, you know, my heart uh, goes out to him and prayers so that he can recover quickly. Because sometimes you never know, uh, you know, everybody is treated differently with the uh, how you rehab and how your body reacts. I hope Beecham gets back. But replacing Tomlin, he's a heck of a quarterback. I think he's playing a little indoor right now, if I read that correctly. Uh, but it's great to see that uh, we're getting his backup from uh, Mount Orb and Josh Taylor. <laughs> and hopefully he will continue what he did in high school following Tomlin here at the Mount. Well, Josh is a quarterback that is six feet 200 pounds. He is more of a running quarterback. And we'll hear from Caleb Carell here in just a few minutes as to why Taylor was selected as the starting quarterback. He's doing something that Tomlin didn't even do as head coach of the Mount. Tomlin, it took him four games before he started his first game his freshman year for Mount St. Joseph. Today, Taylor, in his very first ball game, will be starting this afternoon. He is also taking the place, not exactly taking the place, but he won it in the preseason over Kyle Prophet, the transfer out of Findlay, who is from Goshen High School. Prophet, strong arm, 6'2", 205 pounds. He is the throwing quarterback. 
but Taylor is the running quarterback, so we may see a lot more, and you hate to use that term, but the RPOs more with Taylor than you would see with Profit. Well, you know, you got to go with what your resources are, and, and that's their resource right there with Taylor being a uh, run-pass option, as you said, an RPO-type quarterback. And, and that's what, uh, you know, head coach Tyler Hobbiton feels his uh, offense is going to need, and ca- obviously Caleb likes it, so they're going with it. But, you know, don't lose sight of Profit. I know I haven't seen him much because obviously I've been busy with what I do here at the Mount, but I watched him last year throw some balls when he got a chance to get in, and it was incredible how accurate he was with his passes. And he's a pretty big kid, so you might, you know, see him in here in some different packages. You never know at a running back or or at a tight end. Who knows? You never know what they're going to do with profit. And it'll be interesting to see what they do at the running back position. It's going to be an entirely new backfield for the Lions this year without Tomlin, a quarterback, without Beecham at running back. We told you Rose Holman comes in with a record of 1-0 and on the year. Last year they were 6-4, and 5-2 and in the Heartland Conference. The Lions, their first game, they were 7-3 and overall a year ago, and they were... Five and two in the Heartland Conference. Also, these two teams tied for second place, but realistically, Rose won second place because of the head-to-head against the Mount. But it was this game in Terre Haute a year ago where the Lions started to have problems with their offensive line due to injuries, and Tomlin ended up running for his life uh, throughout three out of well, actually the last four ball games, including the one. Uh, in Maritime, New York, in which they, they lost a close one there in the last game of the season. When you look, and it seems so long ago, Dan, how long ago the, the, uh, season was, uh, when you go back to 2019, but when you look at the standings from the last season that we had, Hanover ended up winning the conference championship with a 7-0 mark. They were 9-2 and overall. Then came the Mount and Rose at 5-2. and Franklin ended up 4-3, and and they were 5-5 five and five overall. Manchester was 3-4. and four. Bluffton, 2-5. and five. Anderson and Defiance ended up at the bottom of the conference at 1-6. and six. And when the coaches had their preseason prognostications, as you would say, they picked Hanover. Rose and Mount to be right there at the top of things. Well, I, I'm going to have to say this, Dave. You know, being being selected third is not a bad position because they finished losing three of the last four last year, and that's not you know that doesn't favor you as coaches look across the uh, conference. Hopefully, they're hungry. Hopefully, they come out of the gate here with a big big uh, win here against Rose Holman today. But you know, Hanover has to remain on top. You know, they're the defending champs. Uh, it was good to see that the Mount went there last week and scrimmaged them and played very well. I think they fared uh, coming out of there with a win. Uh, they came out relatively healthy, and they got to be excited about that. You know, you talked about Tomlin being a great throwing quarterback last year, and I think Taylor's going to add to that. As you said, he's going to be that RPO type quarterback. I can't wait to see what this young man's going to do here today. Well, not only are they losing the passing ability of Tomlin, but the running ability of Cornell Beecham. He was their leading rusher and receiver a year ago. Beecham, 602 yards on the ground for seven yards a carry. He also led the Lions in receiving yards with 803. So the running back duties are going to fall on to senior Trevor Tomey and freshman Evan Krim. They are also very excited about another sophomore that is coming in, Mariano McKenzie out of Owensboro, Kentucky. He's number 31, so when you see or hear his name this afternoon, they say he's got some explosive ability also. But quarterback is where everybody is wondering, 
What is going to happen? Of course, quarterback is one of the high-profile positions, not only in professional, but also college football all the way down to Division Three. The Lions are losing one of the greats, but Josh Taylor is taking over. He beat out Kyle Prophet. And earlier today, we talked with offensive coordinator Caleb Carrill about how that decision came about. Caleb, before this afternoon's ball game. Josh Taylor is going to be the starting quarterback this afternoon over Kyle Prophet. Talk a little bit about what gave Josh the job, what the edge was that he brought to the field. Yeah, I think, you know, with Josh, um, he the kids believe in him. And the way he works at it, the way he shows up to every practice, whether he's having a great day or an average day, I think is is one of the key attributes. But when you watch him play, you'll see he's he's an explosive athlete. If he wasn't playing quarterback, I mean, he's good enough. He could play safety. He could play running back. He could play for us anywhere. So I think you add that. Uh, with element to, that, that he wants to learn, he wants to be great at the position. Uh, he's very coachable. Um, I think those are the those are the keys that have, have helped him. But I think the big thing too, you know, we talked to our team this morning is, you know, Kyle's still valuable in what we're going to do, and you'll see him on the field today. I don't know if it'll be for a drive, two drives, a play or two, but he's a really, really good athlete as well. So I think when you pair those two together. Um, you, know, you definitely have a, a threat, and I think that the biggest thing I would I would say about those two kids, what makes this this work with those guys, is they both care about each other genuinely. Um, they've become friends in this process. There's n- neither one of them are trying to one up the other. They're trying to help out the team in any way possible. So I think when with all those things considered, we have a really good situation going on. But yeah, Josh is he, he's special. He's performed in both contests we've had in the inter squad and um, at Hanover last week. He's performed at a high high level and it's been pretty obvious to people that watch that he's he's got some serious talent and and can take this thing wherever he wants to take it how did profit take the news great i mean he's he just texted me actually right before he walked in here and said hey i don't care if i'm used a lot or a little i just want to win and i told him you know you got to be ready to go um in these crazy times um, you know, there, he could be the starter, you know, next week, he, you know, the, the amount we're going to run Josh, you know, it, there's always an opportunity or, or, you know, a chance that he has to come in and, um, you know, help out, but he, he's, he's been great. And I think that, um, you know, we eat, we're still even in the reps and practice and th- that challenge between, you know, Kyle and Josh helps eat both of them. I mean, they know if they don't show up, the other one's there to, to go. So I think that's, it's been great. You know, both those kids are really high level kids. Um, you know, we, we recruited them very, very hard to get them here and we're glad that, that both of them are here and available for us. Okay, last year Tomlin, you ran a lot of no huddle. He did a lot of audibleizing at the line of scrimmage. You going to restrict a little bit of that with Taylor uh, this year? It's a great question. We've been experimenting a lot in, in uh, all this practice time we've had. Um, and, and, and in my systems, I love giving freedom, but I, definitely with young kids, you know, I told the staff about three weeks ago that we're going to do more coaching this year than we, we've had to do in the last, you know, four years because, you know, Chayton could just take whatever and make it into what he needed to make it into. So, um, yeah, while we'll, we'll restrict it and we've, we've done more things on the sideline where we'll, we'll, we'll hold them and make the call for the kid, we still are trying to grow them into that element where they, they, uh, take hold of the offense, but it's a process. Um, we don't expect, any first-year quarterback to be able to have any you know grip that Chayton had because he he's a savant when it comes to knowing football. Um, so yeah, it's a little more restrictive, but you'll see it. It's it's going to be it's still open, and when they think they have a chance to throw it down the field, they're going to throw it down the field. And if we complete enough of them, we'll we'll be happy with the results. With the Beecham injury, Caleb, how much of the playbook did you rip up and throw out the window that night? I'll tell you what. 
the thing that's made me the most proud to be a part of this program is the coaching staff and the players. When when Cornell went down, nobody flinched. And it's never good to have your best player and the best player in the conference and maybe the best player in the country at this level go down. But we have been able to continue doing what we do on offense because – Everyone else is stepping up, and we have you know receivers who are going to be secondary figures stepping up. Um, you know we have tight ends who are secondary figures stepping up. We have running backs who did not expect to be uh, you know having the, the big workload are now going to be key guys. And I'll tell you what, it's it's been very impressive to see us not have to take a step back uh, in the sense of we can still be an explosive offense. Obviously, it's totally different. I mean, with Beecham, it's kind of like Chayton where it's like just get him the ball and let him go. Um, we're certainly having to orchestrate a little bit more for our guys, but I think that the most impressive thing for me, <clears throat> for me in my uh, six years here is the, the, the ability of our staff and our players to continue on after witnessing, you know, in a, in a practice, you know, a great kid and a great player go down in front of us all. Nobody flinched. And to me, that, that says it all about where we're at as a program. Caleb, thank you. Good luck today. Thank you very much. Dan, when you see one of your best players as a coach go down to an injury that eventually you realize is going to knock him out for the entire year and maybe the next through the fall season also more than likely when you're a coach the way the team handles it is really what you've got to look for isn't it oh absolutely and i think you know i'm gonna put a little pressure on us as coaches it's it's how you handle it as well because you're in the moment and you realize that somebody who really impacts your team goes down and the rest of the players have looked up to that player, you know, and now all of a sudden you got to rally your troops, so to speak, and say, okay, what are we going to do here? How are we going to manage this? And sometimes, you know, in football, you have a little bit of time to think about that when you're not on offense with Beecham, so to speak. You can get the replacement in there. But as a staff, you got to say, okay, what are we going to do? How are we going to keep these kids motivated and go? And, you know, as a player and a coach, I tell my kids, and I'm sure uh, Caleb did the same thing with his kids, you don't understand, especially in football, I don't care if you're the second or third string, you're one play away from being in and two plays away from being in because it's such a physical game. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that I wanted to really talk to Caleb about was how much freedom he's going to give Josh Taylor. He explained it on tape, but then afterwards, after we got done with the interview, he said, you know, Chayton Tomlin ran the offense on the field. He made a lot of audibles at the line of scrimmage. but And they ran the what you would call the hurry-up offense, right. the no-huddle offense. But Chayton was actually a quarterback that liked to see what the defense was doing and ran that play clock down to almost nothing on every play. Caleb said that may be the difference between Taylor and Tomlin, is that Taylor is not going to do that. He's going to run the play. They're going to go with it. Right. He's a young freshman quarterback, like you said, out of Mount Orb. you got to get him groomed to play college football. Even though it's D3 football, everybody doesn't realize that young man has never taken a live snap in a game other than his scrimmage last week and in November. And now he, you're going to trust him with the offense. So he's probably not ready to make the adjustments that Tomlin did last year. And hopefully he'll learn quickly and have that kind of success that Tomlin had. But, you know, with him being a running 
quarterback first, I think that's going to play a huge role. And I like what Caleb said there, too, is Profit's got to be ready to go. And, and as we suspected, he'll be going in with some packages here and there as well. Actually, I'm surprised there are so many people in the stands here this <laughs> afternoon. I mean, we, we're about half filled here today yeah. at Schuler Field for this one. And the question is, Josh Taylor, who's he going to throw the football to? The passing game is still going to be primarily what the Lions are going to do because you know that's what they've done throughout the last few years. Well, they've got a lot of receivers coming back, including sophomore Austin Brock out of Georgia. He's the the Lions' leading receiver returning. He had 247 yards in catches a year ago. Matter of fact, on the year, Brock, for the season, caught 23 passes for over... 200 yards on the year, 267 yards. Also, tight end Paul Miner is back, although Miner is out there today. He's battling through a hamstring injury. We may or may not see him this afternoon. A pair of senior offensive linemen are coming back, Isaiah Trimble and Jake Kaiser. They return, and they're ready to set the physical tone that Caleb talked to us about, and that's what the Lions need. They need physicality out of that offensive line this year. Oh, absolutely. They had it last year, then obviously when they went to Rose, they got uh, beat up a little bit, and that, I think, might be what these young men who are on the right side, I believe, need the, the leadership on the left side of that line to uh, not only lead them through a tough game like this against Rose, but also to protect Taylor and give him this opportunity to have success as a freshman running quarterback. But everything goes with the line, Dave. You know, I've coached football for a while here in Cincinnati, and uh, you know, I've had everything. I think I've coached everything, I should say, but it all starts up front on the offensive side and the defensive side. If you can get pressure, if you can move them off the ball, you're going to have success. Carell and Hop both said, if the Lions are running the football well today, it's because of the offensive line. On the defensive side of the ball, and Rick Thompson, their defensive coordinator, the front four returns Noah Hammond and Gavin Brennan. John Finn and Julius Fisher are back at linebacker. Matter of fact, Fisher celebrated a birthday yesterday, so today he'd like to get a win to help celebrate it even more. But Fisher was one of the leading tacklers a year ago, 55 on the season. John Finn, 27 tackles. And the secondary has Troy Speakman and Noah Abel back. Noah Abel, three interceptions. They said he's playing extremely well through practice right now. And Speakman is also going to handle the return duties while Max Suchomsky is back at punter. Kyle Farfsing will handle the kicking chores. We're going to talk about all that and more when we return on our pregame show, a special hour-long edition here this afternoon. I'm Dave Mitchell with Dan Benjamin, and when we come back, we'll take a look at what else is happening around Mount St. Joseph and take a look at these two ball clubs, plus an interview with Hop and the Senior Day festivities. So a lot planned on today's pregame show when we come back right after this. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Ohio. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result... It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. 
This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Joseph, we're on a mission to make sure every single student succeeds in their career. In fact, 98% of our undergraduates are working in their field within six months of graduation. Discover the Mount at msj.edu slash admissions. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy, and now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we could take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Get moving! Dayton Children's, experts you trust, caring for the children you love. Dave Mitchell, Dan Benjamin back here at Schuler Field on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University here in Cincinnati, Ohio. We're about a half an hour away from the kickoff of this afternoon's ball game. Both teams out on the field warming up prior to this afternoon's event. On defense, uh, Rose Holman opened up the year with a big victory over Defiance, 52 to 6. I think it said it was 59 to 6 earlier. I stand corrected. It was 52 to 6. Andrew Dion, their quarterback, who came in from San Diego, California. You gotta wonder <laughs> the mental capacity of somebody to come from San Diego to Terre Haute. Well, hopefully you can turn the air conditioner up a little bit more today. <laughs> now I'm kind of wishing it was like 25 or 30, but no. Uh, yeah, yeah, that actually shows you the. <laughs> the caliber of an education in engineering that you can pick up at Rose. Oh, absolutely. A great institution for that. In fact, I've sent a couple of kids that I've known that wanted to be an engineer there, and uh, as long as they didn't play basketball, I said it was all right. Um, yeah, you got to, you know, Dave, let's talk a little bit about that defense on the mount side that you said uh, they're senior heavy. they got a lot of experience. I like Fisher and Finn, and I definitely like uh, him, and those guys all got high motors, high energy on the defensive side, and... Um, I think if we can get to their quarterback uh, and that D-line again can do what they need to do, they're going to have a lot of success here. Well, one thing in the all-time series, Mount leads at 11-7 to over Rose during the years that they've played in the Heartland Conference. But, of course, last year, last year uh, Rose ended up winning 29-8 to over the Lions. Noah Thomas, who has returned, hauled in eight receptions for 127 yards in that ballgame. He was just outstanding. And any time Dion had to unload to somebody, he got it. He had a team high 193 all-purpose yards to lead the fight and engineer offense. Of course, they had Gavin White also, who was their senior leading rusher a year ago. He was outstanding. He's gone now. Quarterback Andrew Dion in that game a year ago finished 13 of 23 through the air for 210 yards and two touchdowns in the ball game. But last week was when they really shined their 52 to 6 win over Defiance. Dion finished 15 of 24 for 325 yards and four touchdowns. Thomas had seven receptions, 183 yards, two touchdowns. Michael Stevens on defense, 12 tackles, one fumble recovery, and Andrew Hess Three and a half tackles for losses. He had two and a half sacks. As a team, they had five sacks on the afternoon against Defiance. And they held Defiance to negative nine rushing yards and just 124 yards in total offense. That's Defiance. This is Mount. 
should be a little bit different this afternoon. Well, we'd like to hope so there, Dave. But, you know, no matter who you're playing, you put up 52 points, that's a lot of points. And you hold them to six, then you're playing really, really good on both sides of the ball. And, again, we're hoping that's not the outcome today. And hopefully we'll go back to it. I'm going to hammer it home. As I said earlier, it's all up front. And if the Lions can control the line of scrimmage on both sides, they're going to have a lot of success. I do not know what that game was like last year at Rose because I did not get to see it. I'm not sure if you were there. I was but, there. Uh, what, what was the – obviously we did not have a lot of success on offense, but we didn't get a lot of pressure on defense, it sounds like, too. No, we didn't. I mean, defensively they had a tough time keeping Rose off the field. Gavin White just ran like a man possessed, and then whenever they needed a third down conversion, Noah Thomas came away with it. Andrew Dion played an outstanding game for Jeff Sokol and the Fighting Engineers. This one the Lions are hoping will be different. And again, as you said, and we've kind of preached on it, we're going to talk about it, that offensive line is going to be the key to this afternoon's ball game. Jeff Sokol in his ninth year, he's a graduate of Defiance College in 1996. He's got a record of 60-32 and 32 overall, 53 three wins in the Heartland, 19 defeats. The Lions are led by fourth-year head coach Tyler Hopperton. Hop, this is his team now. He's got everybody on it that he's got. I asked him, I said, is this is this it? Do you have everybody back? He said, I think I've got one holdover, and that's it. Okay. But this is his team. He's recruited it. He has been here in four years. He graduated from here in 2012. He's got a record of 21 wins, nine losses as head coach at the Mount, 17-6. and six in the Heartland Conference. Dan, our next broadcast game will be tomorrow. The Lions will be playing softball, and I'll be over at Kinder Morgan Field Take as the Lions take on Case Western Reserve. We'll be on the air with the pregame show at 1 o'clock, 12.50 with the pregame show. The softball team's now 5-5 five and five after splitting a doubleheader with Alma last Sunday, losing the first game 5-1 to one, but winning the nightcap 6-2. to two. In baseball today, the Lions are playing a home doubleheader in Hamilton against Defiance. The Lions are 2-2. Two Two entering that ball game, and in case you missed it, in basketball, my color man Dan Benjamin was named Co Heartland Conference Coach of the Year with Bluffton's head coach. Dan, congratulations! Just an outstanding season. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it. And, uh, we need to thank you because uh, you, you did all of our home games and. A lot of people I talk to around the mount and outside of, you know, here with my family and friends, they really love listening to you do the games, and we appreciate that. But a lot of my thanks has to go to all the coaches I've had in the past and my players, and uh, they've really helped make me a better basketball coach, to be honest with you, and the kids really played hard in this unusual year. Well, I know you can't say anything, but I'm going to go on record as <laughs> this is my opinion, my opinion only. You should have been unanimous coach of the year, the way that this team played and fought hard every single game this year. Maddie Haberthy, obviously the best player in the league from beginning to end, and she won the Heartland Conference Player of the Year. She had a standout campaign, 24.6 points per contest, scoring 172 points over the regular season. She had 27 steals. That was just under four a game. Added 16 boards, had 13 assists over the course of the season. She also shot 46% from the field and 45% from outside the three-point arc. She was outstanding. Chloe Jansen was named to the second-team all-conference. Carly Dalton was named honorable mention for the Lions women. The defensive player of the year was Hannah Hawkins out of 
Anderson University. The newcomer of the year was Tierra Jackson out of Manchester. The Heartland Men's Basketball All-Conference Teams and Player of the Year awards were announced on Wednesday also. And for the Mount, Brady Thomas was named to the second team All-Conference. Thomas averaged over 25 points per game in the last five games. And he, after leading Rose Holman to a 10-2 and record in 2021, Rusty Lloyd was voted as the Coach of the Year, so congratulations to him. That was well-deserved. Player of the Year went to Lucas Gentry out of Transylvania. Defensive Player of the Year, Jacob Back out of Rose Holman. And the Newcomer of the Year, Dylan Duff from Rose Holman also. Back to football in the Heartland last week. Here's a look at the scoreboard. Franklin defeated Anderson 55-48. That was the first win for new head coach Alan Hensel. Anderson committed six turnovers in that game. Bluffton defeated Manchester 49-14. Bluffton is now 2-0. They opened up with Adrian. They had 35 points in the first half for the win. And we told you about Rose Holman's 52-6 win over Defiance. Today in the conference, Anderson is playing at Bluffton. Franklin at Manchester, and at 2 o'clock, same time this one kicks off, Hanover will be playing at Defiance. When we return, we'll take a look at both of these ball clubs and talk with head coach Ty Hopperton. Also, we will bring you the Senior Day festivities when we return right after this. As the executive producer of the documentary film, The Seaward, I've learned the importance of breakthrough approaches to treating cancer. A breakthrough is the start of something extraordinary. To be breakthrough is to be brave. Many small breakthroughs can lead inevitably to a big breakthrough. The kinds of breakthroughs that advance the fight against cancer. The ones that save lives by the millions. You are the breakthrough. You the patients taking part in clinical trials. You the scientists doing next level research to beat cancer. You the doctors and nurses who tirelessly care for everyone along the way. Defeating cancer takes breakthroughs. Let's be the breakthrough. Talk to your doctor about screenings, medical trials, and especially prevention. Stand up to cancer. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, whether it's spirit wear, gifts, or snacks. But the Roar Store is more. They offer everything from notebooks to laundry detergent, even brake fluid and tire repair, plus a wide range of food and drink. And it's just a walk away. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Look around you. One in four kids in the U.S. faces hunger. It's not always easy to see the signs, but in this land of plenty, there are kids that don't know where they will get their next meal. Join Share Our Strength in Food Network and take the pledge to end childhood hunger here in America by 2015. Learn how at nokidhungry.org. Their next meal could come from you. Back here at Schuler Field, I'm Dave Mitchell with Dan Benjamin. Just minutes before this afternoon's ball game between Mount St. Joseph and the Rose Holman Fighting Engineers, who come in with a record of 1-0 and on the year. They were 5-2 and in the Heartland a year ago, finished in second place with a 6-4 and overall mark. They were 4-1 and on the road, which is ironic because at home they were 2-3. and It's not very often that you see a team have a better road record than home record. 
That's correct, but, you know, as a coach, you'll take that being on the road and win four out of five games. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, the Mount can do that themselves a couple times, you know. I don't know. How many games are they going to play this year? What the, three. What, three is all they're going to play? Okay. Well, three here at three home. Three here at home, and then uh, hopefully they'll go undefeated here. And uh, I don't know what they'll do on the road, you know. Um, they got a lot of senior leadership, like I said earlier, on that defensive side. So hopefully that will help them on the road a lot. Jeff Sokol, we told you, he is the head coach in his ninth year. His defensive coordinator is Jeff Davis in his sixth year. And he's got a new offensive coordinator in Andrew Freeze. Next week they will be at Anderson. In their win last week over Defiance, Nola Thomas became the Rose Holman record holder for career receiving yards. The four-year starter has 2,562 yards on 189 career receptions and 26 touchdowns, which is number two all-time at the university. Adam Salou, three receptions, 98 yards with a 48-yard touchdown reception. Shane Welshens, he had 15 carries, 61 yards and a touchdown. And Lance Shelton had three carries for 47 yards, including a 42-yard TD to highlight the 531-yard performance that they had against Defiance. Adam Clark finished a perfect 7-for-7 in extra points and hit a 22-yard field goal for a 10-point day against Defiance. For the Mount, they are fine. No record right now. This is their first game, obviously, but a year ago, as I was going to say, they were 5-2, and 7-3 overall. They were 4-1 and one here at Schuler Field under head coach Tyler Hopperton, his offensive coordinator in his fourth year, Caleb Carrill, and his defensive coordinator is Rick Thompson in his fifth year. Next week, the Lions will be at Franklin. I doubt seriously if we will be doing the ball game at Franklin. Not because we don't want to, but it's because of, of COVID, and they probably will not let us in for that one. The entire backfield, as we've been talking about in this pregame show, is entirely different. The Lions will be going with a new backfield in quarterback Josh Taylor and running back Trevor Tomey, and we talked with head coach Tyler Hopperton about that earlier today. Hop, before this afternoon's ball game, first of all, long time no see. It seems like almost, what, over a year since we've been getting involved with these things, but nonetheless... Let's go back to last Saturday and talk about the scrimmage. How did you feel afterwards, after the the first scrimmage of the year against Hanover? Uh, felt pretty good. I mean, ultimately, you know, it's it's been a long time since our guys have done anything, especially against an opponent. So it felt good to, to you know get out there, regardless of our circumstances and preparedness and healthiness or whatever. So it felt good to just compete against another team and 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 see it in action. You know, you could tell our guys, even though it was a scrimmage, we were having fun and the coaches too, shaking some rust off and some guys getting some nerves out that haven't done it before. And you know, ultimately, I felt like we did pretty well, better than expected. But that's my job as the head coach, I think, is to worry. Um, but you know, I definitely think that there was a lot of guys, not just the guys that ended up starting, um, that got some good experience and um, did a good job. Hop, you've got an entirely new offensive backfield now, quarterback, running back. The first one I want to talk to you about is replacing Tomlin. What gave Taylor the nod over profit to start the ball game at quarterback? Yeah, it's been interesting. I mean, you know, no offense to any of the guys in the past, but this is the first year in a long time that we've had a true, you know, quarterback race. Um, so it was, it was interesting. Um, in a long one since it started in August, you know, that they've had time to, to do it. And, and, uh, and a lot of it was stuff, you know, off the field as well. So, I mean, not, you know, obviously the on field competition didn't start till recently. So a lot of it is, you know, comparing guys in the weight room and, um, 
you know, just in general, you know, just of, of how they handled um, this long off season and things. And, um, you know, both still do some really positive things. You know, Prophet still does some really good things. But Josh, you know, has just had some pop. And, you know, I really like his charisma and, and you know, seems like he just has um, a pretty good handle of, of what's happening with the offense and, you know, his ability, um, you know, to carry the ball as well kind of opens up some things, you know, with, with what we have going on now. So. The Beecham injury, first of all, had to shock you. Secondly, uh, what did that do to your plans as far as the running back position was concerned? Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you know, you can shred pretty much anything. I mean, once a guy like that gets hurt and, um, you know, even last week, the guys at Hanover saw him come off the bus and crutches and their head coach looked at me like with puppy dog eyes, just <laughs> feeling bad for me. Like, you know, like, oh, no, you know, because like, even guys like that, although they're probably happy, they don't have to try to tackle him. You know, everybody knows what type of kid he is and the type of competitor he is. And as much as you don't want some of your opponents to have guys like that, I think everybody appreciates when there's just a, a really good player, and especially when he's a, a good student and, and a good dude. And, and, you know, Cornell's done things the right way. And, you know, I, I feel bad for him. And I was joking, you know, after he got hurt, I, I told Cornell, I said, you know, I, I feel bad for me, but I guess I feel bad for you too, you know. <laughs> and, uh but he he's taken it well and and you know obviously with him too of you know being the number one um you know 174 pounder and and wrestling as well and and two years in a row getting the national championship chance taken away from him so he was thrilled to to play you know this spring and you know I don't um you know, and then his injury just happened on a normal, you know, nothing weird, nothing bad. It's just a normal cut and non-contact cut, and um, it just happens. So I'm sure it's hard to swallow for him. And, um, you know, he'd be the first to tell you, don't feel bad for him. Don't feel sorry for him. You know, he's back to work already and um, has a pretty good mindset. But for us, obviously, it changes things. But, you know, as a coach, you have to – everyone talks about next man up. But especially at the running back position, we have a, a really good room of guys that do things well on and off the field. And there's guys who deserve an opportunity and deserve a, a true chance, and they're and they're going to get it. And um, you know, there's um, Trevor Tomey, a senior who um, you know we run study tables and uh, is a, a leader on our team, was voted a team captain last year and wasn't a starter. Um, you know, I mean, a, a guy that really embraces our culture and is kind of the um, epitome of what we do and how we do things. And he's a great example of that. So I'm excited for him. And he was able to, to score a touchdown last week. Um, guy named Mariano McKenzie that's just been grinding, you know, from Owensboro, Kentucky, and really been working hard and um, in the weight room. And you're starting to see it a little bit out on the field. Excited to see what he can do. A guy named Evan Krim. Um you know, transferred in from CCU after they closed and, um, you know, big back and they all complement each other well. So I think you'll see a, a mix of those guys and a couple others too have been injured and stuff that you'll probably see later in the season. But those three guys, you know, I'm interested to see what they can do and they have an opportunity, you know, not only to carry the ball, um, but you'll see those three guys all over special teams as well. How difficult has this been? For not only the coaching staff but the players to get used to this situation, uh, you'll you'll never get used to it. I've I've threw that out the window. Okay, uh, you have to change your mindset to just, <laughs> you know, what what's it going to be today? 
you know, because the first couple times you'll stress yourself out. I'd feel my heart rate going up or get mad about something or you get in an argument. And, every, you know, if we have 15 coaches, they all think about COVID differently, just like your family, you know, all kinds of stuff. So ultimately it's, you know, what's best for the kids, what's best for the program, and, and freaking out every time a rule changes or something, somebody gets pulled out of practice or uh, temperature goes off or something, you know, it's um, not going to do us any good. Um, and, and really what I, I tell all these guys, then is, especially the seniors, um, this is these type of situations is what we always – you always hear it in coach speak, right? Well, football's more than a game, and it prepares you for life, right? But then coaches were the first ones when all this went down to complain about, well, let us play football. Well, this, I mean, we talk about adversity, and that football prepares you for adversity. Well, guess what? It's happening, right? <laughs> so either we've been doing a terrible job of preparing ourselves for adversity and been lying all these years, or it's time to put it in action. So, I mean, that's that's what it is. We That's why we add elements to practice and lift, you know, at 6.30 in the morning and all those kinds of things is to prepare you for, for tough times, and we're in it. I mean, we're in a time that, you know, we haven't experienced in, in this country in 100 years. Um, and so it's time for, for our young men who are trying to build as leaders to step up and do that. So as coaches, we have to do that. So um, the only way I'm getting used to is just getting used to just showing up and just thinking, all right, what's the emergency? today you know what's what's the drama today it's always going to be something um and, and hopefully when it gets close to normal we'll we'll welcome it back with open arms and, and be prepared to to handle adversity in a better way well as abnormal as it is we might as well go one and oh good luck today thank you tyler hopperton before this afternoon's ball game the lions taking on Rose Hallman, it is going to be a good one here this afternoon as the Lions getting set to take this one. A year ago, they averaged 36.5 points per ball game, and they gave up just 21 points a contest, a difference of almost 16 points per game. Well, hopefully they can do that again today. When I come back, we will be having our senior day festivities, and we'll do that when we return here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. What is power? It's loyalty to the game. Power inspires. Power unifies. Power never quits. Power makes the impossible possible in rising to the top. We are the Americans, and we are power. Uh, hello. Uh, yes. Can I ask a few questions about the apartment on Park Street? What was your name? My name. Uh, my name is Juan Hernandez. It's been rented. Oh, it's gone. Hello. My name is Sanjay Kumar. I am calling about the apartment on Park Street. It's not available. Not available? Hello. My name is Tyrone Washington. I'm calling about the apartment on Park Street. It's just been rented. Hello. I am Chen Ling. My name is Khalid Bin Ali. I'm Tuan Volk. Hello. My name is Moshe Goldberg. I use a wheelchair. It's gone. Not available. All right. Thank you. Yes, hello. My name is Graham Wellington. I'm calling about the apartment for rent on Park Street. Is that still available? Yes, it is. What oh, is? Yes. Really? Housing discrimination is illegal. If you think you've been a victim because of your race, color, national origin, sex, religion, disability, or family status, call us. Fair housing. It's not an option. It's the law. 
Well, the injury report for this afternoon's ball game, of course, we've talked about Cornell Beecham being out for not only today, but also for the fall season. And Paul Miner, it looks like he's going to be able to go. He gave it a go during pregame warm-ups. That hamstring injury has been lingering with him throughout training camp, and it looks like he's going to give it a go here this afternoon for the game against Rose Holman. Rose 1-0 on the year. This will be game number two. They always say, Bear, that your most improvement during a season is between games one and two. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen here today. Absolutely. Hopefully that doesn't happen. I don't know how much you can improve on well, <laughs> winning 52-6. So. Absolutely. It's time now for our Senior Day festivities, and let's join now our public address announcer. the senior members of the football team. If you please turn your attention to the video board, we will honor those special members with a special presentation. Thank you all for attending the first ever spring football game here at Mount St. Joe and of course the first ever Spring Senior Day for our six football seniors who graduate this May. I want to thank these seniors for everything they've done over the last four years and especially this year that they've been a great example to all of our guys during this time of extreme chaos and everything else. So these guys have done a great job for us over the years and I'm going to miss these guys and I'm extremely thankful for them. Thank you all. It's your boy Paul Miner, number three, tight end. Um, I've been here for the last three years. I got three varsity letters. I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. I went to Warren Central High School, education, liberal arts major. Um, my career goal is to become a fireman and also teach part-time. And my, my favorite memory is when we played Franklin and flew our transfer from two touchdowns. I'll be escorted down by my dad, Paul Miner, senior. It's your boy, Paul Miner, number three, tight end. Um, I've been here for the last... <laughs> Name Trayon Taylor, number 13, from Orlando, Florida. Four, five letters. I graduated with a sociology major, criminology minor. Currently, I'm working on my MBA in business. I graduated with a 3.0 GPA. My favorite football memory would be scoring my first touchdown in college, 82 yards, one yard from the record, that's all good. And then my favorite memory would be playing Call of Duty in the dorms with Paul Miner, Pete Bennett, Brandon Green, and Kill Streaks. <laughs> I'd like to give a shout out to my mom back home. I know you couldn't make it, but I'll make you proud. Taylor May. What's up, everybody? My name is Trevor Tommy. I'm a senior running back here at the Mount. This is my third year here. Um, three varsity letters. I'm from Atlanta, Ohio. I um, went to Buckeye High School. Um, 
I'm majoring in, I'm a dual major in math and financial economics, and I'm also majoring in accounting. Um, my GPA here is a 3.8. Um, I got a job at a CPA firm uh, once I graduate. Uh, where can I get my CPA? I want to be an accountant. Eventually, I'd love to own my own firm. Um, my favorite memory here at the Mount is winning a ring in 2018. Um, nothing beats that. Um, I'll be escorted by my mom and dad. Um, it's, a, it's a big moment for me. It's my dad's first time seeing me play in college. Uh, I just want to thank my mom and dad uh, for 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 everything. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys. Love you guys. Um, and shout out my boys. Not um, forever, boys. What's going on, y'all? My name is Cooper Earls. I'm a senior here at the Mount, number 17. I got four varsity letters, and my major is business management. I'm from Blue Ridge, Georgia, Fannin County High School alum. My career goal is to go into the sales field and the entertainment industry. My favorite memory is winning the ring my sophomore year, and also picture day after camp. That's when all the boys get to come together after three hard weeks and kind of relax and have a picnic over there in the park. I'll be escorted by my dad, Travis, my mom, Trisha, my brother, Cole, and my girlfriend, Lexi. And uh, one more thing, Mount Up, boys. Have a great year. Squire, everybody. Jay Kaiser, number 72, cut off at the line. Been here at the Mount three years, three-year letter winner. From Columbus, Ohio, uh, went to Central Crossing High School. Um, major in liberal arts, minor in sport management, got 3.6 GPA. Um, be escorted today by my parents, uh, Kyle and Missy Kaiser. And I just want to give a shout out to Coach Crow. Without you, Coach, I wouldn't be here right now. So, and to all my boys, mount up. Howdy everybody, my name is Isaiah Trumbull. I am an offensive lineman here at the Mount. I am a senior and I am an offensive tackle. I'm a three-year varsity letter winner. I am from New Carlisle, Ohio and went to Tecumseh High School. Uh, I am an early childhood education major and my goals are to find somewhere where I can teach and impact young lives after I leave the Mount. Uh, today I'm going to be escorted by my beautiful fiance Samantha. My mom and my pops, I love them so much and thank you so much for helping me come here and accomplish everything that I have in my dreams and my tall goofy brother Noah. I really appreciate him too being back from the service. Alright, so my favorite memory here at the Mount is probably when we scored a big touchdown and Josh Bailey lifted each train over his head and dropped him on his neck. Uh, and one last thing for my boys, I want to say Mel Hopper. Let's get him. You know what's impressive about that, Dan, throughout all of them, if you listen to the GPAs, they were all somewhere in the area of around 3.5 to 3.89. Yeah, that is impressive. I never saw that in four years here total. So that's very impressive to have some very intelligent young men to, to leave them out and represent us. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs>
Let's end the pregame show on that. <laughs> Actually, the keys for this afternoon's game want to get to that for Rose Holman today. They're going to want to put some pressure right away on the freshman quarterback, Josh Taylor of the Mount, and control the line of scrimmage. That's the big thing for them. And for the Mount, they need to find an identity there. I mean, that's the first thing for the new season. New quarterback, new backfield. They need to find an identity offensively and be able to run the football. Absolutely. you got to get uh, Josh Taylor the opportunity to have success. Whether that's going to be him running a lot or throwing short passes or him being, you know, what he did at Mount Orban, being that RPO. And uh, hopefully he has success. He gets in a rhythm. He can maintain the offense and maintain that clock running. And that's one way to keep the uh, Rose Holman fighting uh, engineers off the field is by controlling the clock. It's Rose Holman 1-0. The Mount opening up their season. I'm Dave Mitchell with Dan Benjamin. The kickoff is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. You've been listening to the Lions pregame show, a comprehensive look at the upcoming Lions game. Mount St. Joseph University football is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Welcome to today's game. This is Paul Keels, and you know how much I love broadcasting the podcast, but I also love high school sports. On behalf of the OHSAA, let's all do our part to set a good example and make this a fun and safe experience for the kids involved. I know this game means so much to the players, coaches, and fans, but high school sports are about much more than the wins and losses. They teach life lessons that will be with the players long after their playing days are over. Good luck to both teams, and remember to respect the game. The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. All right, it's game day. You only got one job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts and don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it. Ultimate Sports Talk now presents Mount St. Joseph Lions College Football. Today's game is brought to you by Iron Sharpens Iron in Cincinnati. Call 513-748-1538. The Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue. And Mount St. Joseph University. Mount St. Joseph University Sports is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now, let's go to the field for this Lions game. It is an absolutely gorgeous day for football here this afternoon in Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm Dave Mitchell along with Dan Benjamin. And thanks for joining us here today from Schuler Field as the Mount St. Joseph Lions play their first spring game ever against the Rose Hallman Fighting Engineers. The Engineers are 1-0 on the season entering this afternoon's ball game after their 52-6 win over Defiance last week. But now it's time to turn their attention toward the Lions and a new quarterback, a new running back, and we'll see what the Lions can do here this afternoon. Let's check out the starting lineups, first of all, for Mount St. Joseph, and we're going to take a look at them offensively. 
offensively because at quarterback starting today in his first game as a freshman, a six foot, 200 pounder from Mount Oreb Western Brown High School, Josh Taylor. He's taking over for Chayton Tomlin. At running back is number 27, Trevor Tomey. Trevor, a 5'9", 180 pound senior. He's from Medina Buckeye High School. At the wide receiver slots will be Austin Brock, number six, a 5'10", 170 pound junior. Also, Joey Newton, who the coaches are extremely high on, a 5'8", 160-pound freshman, number two. He's out of Anderson High School. And Chandler Kinhall. Chandler is a 5'11", 180-pound junior out of New Richmond High School in New Richmond, Ohio. The tight end today will be starting Avery Harris. Harris, number 16. He's a 6'2", 240-pound freshman out of New Miami High School. And across that front line at left tackle is Sam Martin out of McNicholas High School in Cincinnati, a 6'3", 275-pound junior. Andrew Weeks at left guard. He's a 6'3", 285-pound senior from West Union High School. The center will be Danny Mabe. Mabe, a 5'11", 270-pound sophomore out of Urbandale Iowa in Des Moines Christian High School coming all the way over to Ohio. The right guard will be Devin Salyers. Salyers is a 6'2", 250-pound freshman from Lawrenceville, Indiana. Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Excuse me, East Central High School. And Isaiah Trimble, number 78. Trimble, 6'4", 265-pound senior from Tecumseh High School in New Carlisle, Ohio. Looks like the Mount won the toss there, Dave. They deferred, which means they'll get the ball the second half. So we'll see the defense starting out here. So the defense for the Lions here this afternoon, they'll go with that 4-2 alignment in the secondary. They'll have Noah Hammond at defensive end, Gavin Brennan at the tackle, along with Matthew Breedis, the second, and Declan Brophy will be at the other defensive end. At the linebackers, John Finn, Julius Fisher, the star, will be Anthony Wright. The corners are Mason Owens, Noah Abel, Troy Speakman will be at the safety position. Kicking off this afternoon for the Lions will be Kyle Farfsing. Farfsing was not the kicker a year ago. He's out of Harrison, Ohio, so he'll be kicking off here today. You know it's football season when the band is here. (laughs) That's good to hear that, though. It is. We are set to go. This is going to be fun spring football here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Back set to return for Rose Holman as Kyle Farsing will kick it off and set to return it for Rose Holman will be Jalen Hobbs and Noah Thomas. And Thomas is going to take it in at the 5 on the far side, cuts it to the 15 to the 20, and he'll be tripped up and down at the 21-yard line. So Rose Holman will have the football to start it out. Andrew Dion is their quarterback, number two. He was 15 of 24 a week ago against Defiance for four touchdowns and an interception. Shane Welshens is the running back right behind him, number one. Noah Thomas, Jake Zimmerman, John Ruska, and Adam Celio will be the wide receivers. And they will immediately send Salio out wide right. you got to keep an eye out on Thomas, and he's slot right. Dropping back is the quarterback, Dion. Dion looking over the middle, and he's got a receiver wide open, but he bounced it to him incomplete. Boy, Dave, he was wide open. Nobody within 5 to 10 yards of him. He would have turned that up field for about a 20-yard-plus game. We talked about the defensive line needing to get pressure. He had all kinds of time right there. That was Sacalaris who let that one bounce in front of him. Dion 
dropping back. Now hands it off up the middle, and it's going to be a nice tackle and down on the first running play of the game. Welshens took it off right guard. That, that looked like Finn nothing. there, Dave. Looked like Finn coming out from the linebacker spot did a heck of a job of a nice tackle there. Last week, Welshens, 15 carries, 61 yards, and a touchdown. So Dion on third and a long 10 yards to go. They need to get out to the 33-yard line. Drops back. No pressure. There's now he's going to be hit. Now he's going to roll out to his right as he escapes the tackle. Cuts it to the 20. He's going to keep it himself to the 30. Skips out of bounds. He's close to a first down. Depends on where he skipped out at. At about the 32. He's going to be just shy by maybe half a, half a yard. Oh, boy. And Rose is going to hurry up to the line of scrimmage and go for it on fourth down or at least... Looks like they're going to. They gave him the first down. They, uh, oh, they did. One of those new rules. If they think it's close, they just give it and don't measure. So it's a first down for Rose at the 32-yard line in their own territory. Dion gets the snap, throws out into the flat, complete to Noah Thomas. Incomplete. Right, incomplete as he knocked it away right in his hands. Good play. That's great coverage right there by the Mountain defense. Uh, you got to give Rose credit going that hurry-up offense right there. And, uh, you know, they made a big third-down conversion. Anthony Wright knocked that ball out of the hands of Noah Thomas. So it's second down, 10 yards to go for Rose on the first possession of the football game. Dion drops back out of the shotgun, hands it off to Welshens, and Welshens will take it across the 35 out to the 36-yard line. So a gain of about four on the play, and it'll bring up third down six. That was a nice tackle by Hammond and Fisher. They, they gave up a little bit more uh, than they wanted to there, but here they go, another third down opportunity to get a stop and put the offense on the field. Third down six from the 36-yard line. Dion out of the shotgun, and he's got Welshens off to his right. Receivers out wide on both sides. Sacalaris is the tight end to the left side. And the fake handoff. Dion's going to throw it out into the left flat, complete to Noah Thomas at the 42-yard line. He's close to a first down. And he's just shy of the 42. And I don't think they'll be able to give it to him this time. Well, it'll depend on where they spot this ball. See what the umpire does here. They're going to put it just shy of the 42. He's got to get to the 42, so it's fourth yep. down and about a half a yard to go. And Andrew Dion's going to go over to the sideline and look at Jeff Sokol for the play call. Boy, what an interesting spot by the official. Now he's going to run up under center. Trying to Dion draw. looks like he's trying to draw the mount defense offsides. As the play clock gets down to seven, he's going to keep it himself, run it right up the middle, and he's got the first down, breaks it into the clear, across the midfield stripe, down to the 44-yard line of Mount St. Joseph. A gain of 12 on the play and a first down for Rose. Boy, Speakman saved the touchdown right there. So the first down gives it to Rose Holman at the 44-yard line of the mount. Throw into the flat. And it is incomplete. Tried to get it to Welshens on the right-hand side. That was an excellent read. I think that was Fisher, the linebacker, read that all the way. They had double screens on both sides here, and uh, Fisher sniffed that one out. Dion, right away early in the ball game, he appears to be having some problems with his accuracy. He's thrown a couple right at the feet of the receivers. Second down, 10 yards to go from the 44. Dropping back, Dion looks to his left. Now he's going to roll out to the right, looking upfield. He's got a receiver, and it's going to be intercepted by Speakman. Speakman.
Aikman intercepts it at the 24-yard line, and the Lions will take control of the football. Boy, what a play by Speakman. You set back there, as that free safety should do, Dave, and just waited for the ball to come to him. You're right. Dion's having trouble throwing the ball. Looks like he does not have a good spiral on I don't know if he's nursing a hand injury or if the weather's getting to him a little bit, but he has not thrown a very good ball yet today. Not yet. So... Josh Taylor will take his first snap as a freshman quarterback here at the Mount. He's got Brock out wide to the right-hand side, and the slot receivers split on both sides, and the running back Trevor Tomey to the right of Taylor. Ball on the near hash mark. Moving in motion to the near side is Joey Newton, and the handoff, nope, Taylor's going to keep it himself across the 30, puts his shoulder down across the 30, out to the 32-yard line. What a run by Taylor. That last two or three yards he got on his own, he pretty much ran the the, uh, linebacker over. So a gain of nine on the carry for Josh Taylor. Well, knocked the nervousness off of him right on the very first play. (laughs) Absolutely. He looks like a fullback running that ball. Cam York, one of the freshmen, and they are very high on Cam. Goes out wide to the right-hand side. Receivers out to the left-hand side. Now Brock moves a motion to the far side. Hand off to Tomey off left tackle. He's going to cut it across the 35. He's got the first down and take it out to the 39-yard line where he is gang-tackled on the play by a host of Rose-Hulman tacklers, including Bryce Mefford. That's a great read by Tomey. He cut that up underneath the uh, blocker. They had a pulling guard, I believe, and he uh, hit the scene real well and got you know the, enough for the first down. Talking to the coaches, they've been really high on Tommy during training camp, but they also said, "Remember, we've got another kid in Mariano McKenzie and Evan Krim." Hand off to Tommy right up the middle. He's going to break a tackle across the 40 out to the 41-yard line after a gain of a couple. Brought down by Michael Stevens, who had eight tackles a week ago against Defiance. Tommy did another good job there keeping his legs chopping to get what he could, some positive yards. It looked like he was going to be uh, tackled in the backfield there, but he did a great job getting two or three yards. We need a little bit more surge out of that O-line. Chandler Kinhalt's into the ballgame. Paul Miner has left. Now Cam York comes out wide to the left-hand side. Joey Newton is out split left. Tommy's still in the ballgame to the right. Now moving in motion to the far side is Joe Thaxton dropping Got back. Him. Is the quarterback, and he overthrows the intended receiver. That's Cam York. Boy, he had him through a nice ball, but just over. That might have been Newton, number two. That was Newton. Yeah, he has a great pass right there, Dave. You're right. He threw a great ball, but just might have gotten a little excited there and overthrew uh, Newton up top. So Newton is out wide to the right-hand side. Cam York comes out wide to the left-hand side. Cam better scoot back a little bit. I think he's offside. (laughs) I'm serious when I look at this. He's right in front of me. Paul Miner back into the ballgame, dropping back Taylor. Taylor, now he's going to run out of the pocket. He's going to be hit and dropped and sacked on the play by Devin Cobb, the left defensive end. Rose had five sacks a week ago. That's a loss of five. It'll bring up fourth down 15, and the Lions will be forced to punt the ball. Well, not the drive they wanted, but let's see what Mass can do here if he can change field possession for us here. But uh, I like that Taylor kid. He's going to be a heck of a quarterback. Dropping back Noah Thomas around his own 30 to receive this punt. Ball will be punted away from the 33-yard line. Suchomsky averaged 33 yards. A kick that one's blocked right up the middle. It'll be picked up by Rose, and it'll be taken in for the score. Boy, not what you want out of your special teams there. I don't know. There's two or three people up the middle, Dave, but... uh... Got to give Rose credit there. Connor Schulte came in 
picked up the loose ball and took it in for the score from 33 yards out. And Rose has jumped out on top on a special teams touchdown, six to nothing. Just what you don't want to have happen. Yeah, you don't want that to happen right there. You get a stop. You get, you know, a little bit of some momentum on offense, and then that sack hurts, and then a big block right there for for six. That's not good. Adam Clark will attempt the extra point. Miguel Robertson is the holder. And Clark, who was 7 for 7 a week ago, puts it up and through. 9.22 to go in this first quarter of play. Your score, Rose 7, Mount Nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. At Mount St. Joseph, we're on a mission to make sure every single student succeeds in their career. In fact, 98% of our undergraduates are working in their field within six months of graduation. Discover the Mount at msj.edu slash admissions. Well, Rose has done something there that they haven't done in years, and that is collect in a fumble recovery for a touchdown, and they lead it 7 to nothing. and the Lions will get the football back. That's a big special teams play. You know, you never want to say it, but uh, only having that one scrimmage, you don't get a lot of special teams activity. So kicking the football away for Rose will be Jake Zimmerman. Zimmerman, a left-footed kicker, approaches the football, high end over end kick that Speakman will take in at the 6, cuts it to the 10, to the 15, to the 20, and he's going to be tripped up and brought down at the 25-yard line. Joey Newton was back there, set to return with Speakman also. Well, the offense gets another shot right here, Dave. Hopefully Taylor's got... um his nervousness out of the way. He looked pretty good on that first one. You know, like to see him convert that pass. He had Newton wide open, and uh, that could have made a big difference. We got an injury here for the mount. And let's see who that That's is. Number thirty-two. That's Evan Krim. Hmm. Evan Krim, one of the players that the coaches have been extremely high on. He's a transfer in from Cincinnati Christian College, and he plays running back. Krim, a freshman down from Madison Township, Ohio. And while he's down, we're going to take a break. 9.17 to go in this first quarter. Your score, row 7 and Mount Nothing. Looking for future leaders we can believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Ohio. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It includes learning to listen, accepting responsibility, being a good role model, and it's about respect. The result, it transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Well, Krim is still down and writhing at about the 20-yard line. Dan, I wasn't able to see what happened there. I didn't get to see the whole thing either, Dave. It looked like uh, he got hit below the waist there, but uh, I think the guy was trying to tackle the ball carrier. So the Lions will have the football in decent field position at the 25, but boy, Suchomsky on that block punt just had absolutely no time to get rid of it. Now, Krim, they're going to have to help him off to the side. That's not a good sign. Uh, it looks like it's his right leg, but uh, 
the athletic training staff helping him off, as you said, Dave. So hopefully that young man will get uh, healthy here quickly and it's not a serious injury. So Taylor will be back at quarterback. Trevor Tomey at the running back position. Austin Brock goes out wide to the right-hand side for the Lions in the tight end formation. Now Tomey moves in motion out of the backfield. They're going to run Tomey or Taylor around the left-hand side across the 25 and up to the 28-yard line for a gain of three. Yeah, they're definitely going to exploit that left side of the line. That's where they got their uh, leadership. So uh, that's good to see Taylor uh, be able to tuck the ball and pick up a good four or five yards. I'm not sure where they're spotting it, but uh, hopefully he can get some momentum here, Dave, and get this offense in the end zone, tie this thing up. So the ball right just shy of the 29-yard line where they've got it spotted. So give him four yards on that carry. Tommy right behind Taylor. Now Tommy will move out of the backfield. They're going to flip it out to him on the right side. He catches it at the 30. Breaks the tackle. 35-40. Flag down on the play. Across the 45 up to the 47-yard line on the play. But let's see what the flag is. It's an 18-yard reception after a nice tackle-breaking run. By Trevor Tomey. Wow, we're going to get a holding call, and that referee would threw that flag about 20 yards himself. So, a holding penalty against the Lions. He did pick up the first down, but from the spot of the foul, it's going to take it back inside the 25 and be put down at the 21-yard line. So, it'll bring up second down, 13 yards to go. That's a nice catch by Tomey. He made a nice run after the catch as well, so... Just got to eliminate those mistakes. Newton comes out wide to the left. Brock slot left. Paul Miner, tight end right. Tommy right behind Taylor. Now he moves in motion. Taylor drops back, looks up the middle. He's got a receiver complete to Brock at the 33 to the 35-yard line. And he's got a first down after a gain of 14 on the reception. Great ball by uh, Taylor there and a good read. And I, I like what uh, Brock did with that catch there. He, he made a nice little move and almost broke it. So it'll be first down 10 for the Lions at their own 36-yard line. Tommy right behind Taylor. Paul Miner, check it. That's, yeah, this is Paul Miner, tight end right. And the handoff to Tommy, and he is going to get right back to the line of scrimmage and be upended and brought down on the play by Devin Cobb. And that safety, Riley Roberts, was in on that tackle as well. So if you get him getting too nosy, you're going to have to do a little play action. Paul Miner, tight end right. Lions in formations we haven't seen in a while. Now rolling out to his left as Taylor sets up, throws it deep up the left side to Brock. He's got it at the 25-20, inside the 20, and brought down on the play at the 15-yard line. What a read by Josh Taylor. He wanted his tight end coming out to the, the flat, but he didn't see him, and so he went ahead and threw a great ball down the field. But what an adjustment by Brock. First down for the Lions after a big, big play down to the 16-yard line, whereas they'll spot it for the Lions at the Rose 16. Into the ball game, Mariano McKenzie. He moves in motion out to the right. Taylor takes the snap. Now he's going to cut it out to the right. Looks and throws it into the flat to McKenzie, and he didn't watch that one all the way in and dropped it. The Mount got away with the uh, pass interference there. You had uh, Newton blocking downfield, and Taylor threw that ball downfield, and the referees just flat-out missed that one. I think that was more of a run design play because the two receivers were downfield blocking. 
So it'll be second down, 10 yards to go. 7-18 remaining in this first quarter of play. 7-0 Rose. Going out wide to the right is Joey Newton. Into the slot right is Brock. Now, Tomey moves in motion to the right. Taylor takes the hand, the snap, and he cuts it up the middle down to the 10-yard line after a gain of six. It looks like they moved Paul Miner back into the fullback position a little bit. They had him in motion after... He was lined up on the left side there, Dave, and he went to the right side and made a nice seal block in order for uh, Taylor to get that yardage. The one thing the coaches said, if we're running the football well, it's because the offensive line is doing a good job, and so far they have. Yeah, and they got the same formation. They got Paul Miner off left, right behind the uh, left tackle. And the handoff will go to Tommy. He's going to cut it out to the left to the 10 to the 5. Touchdown, Lions! Again, great misdirection. The same play. This time, Tommy takes the handoff and cuts it back. Nobody there for Rose Holman. And we're one point away from tying this thing up. So the Lions, good answer by this team. Uh, You know what, Dave? A great answer. We talked about Josh Taylor being a run-pass option quarterback. He ran the ball at the beginning of the drive, but he threw all passes after that. And I like this young man. Kyle Fersing will attempt the extra point for the Lions. The holder will be Jake Ayler. Farfsing, good snap. Ayler gets it down. Kick is up, and the kick is good. We're tied. 6.40 to go in the first quarter. Your score, Mount St. Joseph 7, Rose Holman 7 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, like when you need a textbook. Students can order books exclusively online that they can pick up at the Roar Store through our new eCampus site. Ecampus includes two different shipping options. Free online shipping to textbook delivery hub located in the Roar Store or delivered to your off-campus residence. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Back at Schuler Field, I'm Dave Mitchell, that drive for the Lions. Seven plays, 75 yards, and they tie it up at seven. Farfsing will kick it off, and it'll be taken in by Noah Uh Thomas on a short kick at the 15. Came in and scooped it up. He's going to cut it to the right-hand side to the 25, 30, 35, 40. He's going to be hit at the 50, but breaks a tackle, and he's going to be knocked out of bounds at the 22-yard line. And excuse me, that was Jalen Hobbs who ran that kickoff back for Rose Hallman. Boy, he had a scene there, and uh, I can't remember who saved that tackle. I think it was number one. He saved the touchdown right there. Jalen Hobbs, a 5'7", 150-pound scat back from Bonneville, North Carolina. I, I got Jalen Tomlin on here as number one. I don't think he's here anymore, is he? No. <laughs> so 6.29 to go in this first quarter, and special teams have really ruled the day for Rose Holman so far this afternoon. Dion with 
two running backs off to each side. Hand off to Thomas now around the left-hand side. He's going to be hit and upended at the 19-yard line after a gain of two. He got tackled by number 21 there. That's a great, that was the safety come flying up, I believe. He did a heck of a job. Nice play by the Mount. Dion. He's back in the shotgun all by himself. Receivers out wide on both sides. Lions showing blitz. Dropping there back Dion. Is. Here they there come. He rolls out to his left. He's going to oh, be hit. Oh, on the play. And it went out of bounds. He actually threw that backwards. And that's a bad spot by the official. Well, that I think now they're going to call intentional grounding. Because the ball never reached the line of scrimmage. He avoided the sack by getting rid of the ball. And that's a good call by the officials. Although, if they went back to the video here, Dave, I would think they'd let it go because he threw it backwards. Well, it went right out of bounds. Correct. Dion, boy, the Lions were showing blitz. I don't think Dion ever thought they were actually coming, and they did. Yeah, they came right up the middle, Dave. We talked about it earlier in the pregame that the pressure was going to be the key here, and the mountain has been pressuring him right now, and Dion does not look comfortable. 5.47 left to go, and now let's see what the call will be. They are not going to call intentional grounding. Yeah, it's because the ball went backwards. I don't like the spot. It should be three or four more yards deeper. But it is a good call. He did throw it backwards, so you cannot call intentional grounding there. Just not a bad move by Dion. He's lucky that ball went out of bounds. Boy, that is a loss all the way back to the 33-yard line. That's 14 yards on the sack that he lost. So it will bring up third down and about 22 yards to go. Got to watch for Dion some type of screen here. drops back, looks underneath. Now he's going to wind up and throw it out into the flat, and it is complete on the play to Zimmerman, and Zimmerman's going to catch, or excuse me, that's Adam Salou, and Salou's going to catch it at the 20, be brought down at the 18, make it the 17-yard line. So they got about 16 yards of it back, and it brings up fourth down and seven. Yeah, and the Mount was in more of a prevent defense there, and then... As you said, uh, number 80 Slew, I believe he said his name was, was just a safety valve out there. They let him catch it, kept him in front, and now they're going to get a field goal attempt by uh, Rose Holman. Clark comes in to attempt the field goal. They're going to spot it at about the 25-yard line. So it'll be a 35-yard attempt for the kicker, Adam Clark. He was one for one in field goals a week ago. And now the play clock is rolling down, and at one second, Jeff Sokol decides, I better use a timeout here. Boy, what a stance by the defense now. Don't get too crazy here. You, you had a uh, touchdown saving tackle on the kickoff return. You get a big sack out of the defense, and now it's fourth and six, and they're going for a field goal here. So you're hoping that you get some type of bad snap or just a missed kick. Clark hit a 22-yard field goal a week ago against Defiance. He had 10 total points, 7 for 7 on extra points in that field goal. It has been all special teams for Rose Holman. Yeah, probably not what they want to rely on, and you know, uh, but you got to give them credit. Their special teams got them seven nothing lead. Big return on that kickoff there after the mount answered the bell and tied the game, but. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe I can get a little bit of luck with John Pont shining down, and hopefully he hits an up right here, and it's no good. So the ball will be spotted on the near hash mark. There's no wind at all today, just gorgeous overcast skies. Every once in a while the sun peeks through. But Clark, who will be attempting this field goal, 
checks in. He's a 5'7", 175-pound senior out of Illinois. Ball is down. Kick is up. And it is a low-line drive. Kick flag down. It went through the uprights. It is good. Twelve men on the field on the mail. And that won't be enough for the first down. So you doubt if Sokol is going to take the points off the scoreboard because that gives Rose the lead. They will decline it. Yeah. 4.42 left to go in the first quarter of play from Schuler Field. Your score, Rose Hallman 10, Mount St. Joseph 7 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Across divisions, sports, championships, and schools for nearly half a million student-athletes. College sports create lifelong opportunity, and that starts with education. We've raised the academic bar, so more are earning degrees, creating healthier campuses by working with the nation's brightest minds, and making sure more have the chance to succeed and are supported on their journey. But beyond the numbers, it's about opportunity, and we're working to provide it for every student-athlete. 4.42 left to go in this first quarter of play. 10-7. Bear, you brought up an interesting thought. Yeah, you know, I'm sitting there. Obviously, I was a former special teams coordinator, so I'm counting personnel, and I knew it was coming. The Mount had 12 on the field. They call it an illegal substitution. That would have made it like fourth and one, maybe a long one, Dave. And earlier in the game, Rose went for it in their own territory, and and Dion almost broke it for a touchdown. You know, you don't want to second-guess coaches, but boy, with the way they've been playing offensively and running the ball, I almost got a second-guess if that's not a uh, you know, a, a point that he'll look at when he watches film if they lose this ball game. Nonetheless, it is a field goal from 31 yards out. 4.42 to go. Rose takes a 10-7 to lead. I'm Dave Mitchell with Dan Bear Benjamin. And kicking it off for Rose Holman will be Jake Zimmerman out of Escondido, California and he left foots it up and it'll be taken in by Speakman at the two yard line on the near side. Cuts it to the middle of the field to the 15 to the 20 25-30. Stiff arms a defender and takes it outside the 30 to the 32 yard line. That's a nice return by Speakman. He caught that somewhere around the two. 30 yard return. Great return. Let's see if the offense is under... The direction of Josh Taylor can keep the momentum going. I really like how he threw the ball. Great play calling by Caleb on the last series. Mariano McKenzie, the sophomore running back from Owensboro, Kentucky, probably getting more playing time today than he thought he would with the injury to Evan Krim. He's in the backfield now to start this series. Josh Taylor, the quarterback, and the handoff up the middle to McKenzie. He'll take it out to the 35-yard line for a gain of three on the play. It's a nice little run by him. And uh, I see they're alternating tight ends uh, between Paul and the freshman, I believe. And they're, they're putting them right behind that left tackle, Dave. And they're using them wisely. I look for him to hit one of them in the flat here shortly. Yeah, I believe 86 is not on our roster. But I believe that is Avery Harris, the 6'2", 240-pound freshman. Handoff up the middle. No, fake handoff. Taylor throws it out into the flat to Brock at the 40, 45, and he'll be run out of bounds at the 48-yard line. Another holding call looks like on samples. Chase, I I don't know. He just got up and put his arms up like, what are we calling here? And the official threw it immediately. And the officials will talk it over and decide on what the call will be. Lions had a nice completion to Brock for the first down. Holding. Offense, number six. It'll be a hold. 
Well, it wasn't number oh, six. He no. caught the ball. So if he <laughs> held himself, that's pretty amazing. That's pretty Taylor, good the freshman. <laughs> now, this is impressive, Dan. Taylor, the freshman quarterback, is going over to talk to the referee about that call. He's going over, taking control of the offense, pulling Brock away. Brock's the one who caught the ball. Now they'll re- they'll figure this out. Was number nope twenty number four was number not even four out there. was the quarterback. He so, wasn't even out there. Well, they need to get this together. Maybe they should take their mask off, Dave. This COVID's all crazy. <laughs> so that'll knock it back to the twenty-nine yard line. Four minutes to go in the first quarter. Rose with a ten-seven lead. Well, the freshman quarterback's going over to the head referee and saying, I couldn't be holding, I threw the ball. <laughs> so Taylor, out of the pistol. He's got McKenzie off to the right-hand side and dropping back. Taylor, Taylor throws it over the middle, Ooh. and it is incomplete. Tried to feed it in the middle of a double team to Austin Brock, and Brock looks like he may be seeing stars. That was close to a targeting right there. We got. I hope Paul Meyer goes back and talks to, but I think he's limping off the field, which is not a good sign. Paul Meyer ran the same type of route on the other side, and he was wide open. So Brock is going to come out. They're asking him if he's okay. He's got two thumbs up. But he's going to come out of the ball game and checking into the lineup for the Lions is Chase Samples taking the place of Brock. Might not be a bad call here if we can get a quarterback draw. Give him that RPO option again. Joe Thaxton is out slot left. And now we've got the officials blowing their whistle and the timeout is going to be taken by the mount. Caleb Carell wants to go talk things over with his freshman quarterback and they'll bring him over to the sideline and Carell now is actually going over and talking to one of the side judges. Yeah, I think he saw what we saw, or at least I saw it. I thought that was a possible uh, targeting call. The guy lowered his head. Not sure if he made contact with him, but once you lead with that helmet, that's when that flag should be coming out. Clock is running for whatever reason. and It's run off about 10 seconds. <laughs> We are outside. We are set up outside now. Last year we were set up inside, but we are set up outside. And actually, Dan, I, I kind of like it better out here. Yeah, it's not bad. When it's, it's a, nice weather. It's a nice little activity to be out here with the crowd, too, as well. And the best thing about it is I don't have to worry about barbecue sauce on my chair. <laughs> I don't know. The day's young, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know... Anybody who doesn't know, I put barbecue sauce in a container for a halftime meal last year. Had white shorts on, <laughs> set it down on the chair, and just kind of sat down in the chair, and boom. Yes, sir. We didn't. I don't think you got those white shorts anymore. I hope you threw those out. Oh, actually, I bleached them. It came out very, very well. Good. Yeah. It's amazing what Clorox will do. <laughs> Corporate sponsorship. <laughs> you better call P&G. We need more money. <laughs> 3.41 left to go as we get ready to go on this one on third down and 13 yards to go. Taylor, out of the pistol, fake hand off to Tommy. Now he's going to cut it up the middle to the right-hand side. He's got some green to the 35 to the 40, and he'll be chased out of bounds. They're going to call him out at the 38-yard line, a gain of 10. It'll bring up fourth down and about 14, or being about four yards to go. Great decision by Taylor. He had nobody open downfield. He tucked it. He ran. Now they got, you know, they're out around the 38, you know, with the fourth and five or fourth and four, so this is a, if the punter max. He's got his head on straight. He's just got to catch the ball here and get rid of it. 
You know, you got the first one blocked, so we'll see what adjustments they made. Noah Thomas set back to return it about his own 25. Suchomsky had his last pump blocked. High snap, but Suchomsky brings it down. Good punt. And Thomas will take it in at the 25. Cuts it up the middle to the 23, the 28-yard line, and he's going to be stacked up right there and downed after a return of about three yards on the play. Great job by Max. That was a wobbly high snap. He went up and got it and got rid of it. And Hop goes over and gives him a little high five for getting that one off because they were coming after it again. 40-yard punt for Max Suchomsky. You'll take that every day and twice on Sunday. Absolutely, but I'm going to tell you right now, I got to work with that young man last year. And boy, if they can get that snap down, he'll be able to boom a few of those punts. Dion, two of six, coming back out to lead the offense for Rose Holman, 21 yards. He's been sacked once. He's got receivers out wide to the right, and he'll hand it off up the middle. And taking it across the 35 out to the 39-yard line is Shane Welshens. That was just a simple read uh, by Dion. He read uh, Hammond coming up field, and he handed the ball off. Dion's going to throw it out into the flat, complete to Welshens on second and one. He breaks a tackle, picks up the first down across the 45 out to the 50-yard line, where he will be stopped right there after a gain of 11 and a first down for Rose Holman. Well, yes, Dave. They're trying to gain momentum by going hurry-up offense, so the Mount's going to have to be in their base defense, and that's the matchups they want. Zimmerman and Thomas are out wide to the right. Hand off to Welshens around the right side. He's going to be nice stacked play. up brought right down at the line of scrimmage on a nice play like you said, Bear. And who is that? That is Alex McQueen. Yes. McQueen from Amelia picking up the tackle. That's a great play by uh, McQueen. They had a blocker in front, and uh, he did a great job getting a hold of his legs and taking him down. Second down, 10 yards to go, right at midfield. Welshens to the left of Dion, and Welshens, fake handoff. Dion's going to throw it on play action up the middle, and it is incomplete. Great coverage. Who is that, number one? Noah Abel. Abel, just solid back there. They went for a uh, home run hit on second down, and Abel was stride for stride with him, and the ball got overthrown. They said Abel has been playing outstanding through training camp. Well, that's, that's good to hear because he had a nice year last year, and hopefully he'll continue that and, and then some. Here's a big third down. He needs to be that lockdown corner. Third down, 10 yards to go right at midfield with a minute 51 to go. Rose on top by three. Dion. With Welshens to his right. Fake handoff. Looks over the middle. There's the Has pressure. to run out of There's the pocket. The he looks upfield. He's going to tuck it. He's going to run it across the 45. And he's going to end up skipping out of bounds. Close short. to a first down. He's going to be short at the 42. Gain of eight on the play by Dion, But it'll bring up fourth and two. It'll be an interesting decision now. Fourth and two. You're right around the 40, 42-yard line. You're going to go for it. But you didn't go for it down here. With you when I had that five-yard penalty on that field goal. So it's so. fourth and two. First big play of the afternoon for the Lions defense. Ball at the 42-yard line. They need to get across the 40. Now the Lions shift the front on the front four. Dion looking things over with Welshens to his right. Ball on the far hash mark. Dion's going to well, run option. it off to the right-hand side on the option. He's going to pick up the first wow. down and oh. dive forward. Almost lost the ball, but yeah. he gets it to the 39 of the mount for a gain of three and a first down. I guess you can't second-guess him now, Dave. He got the first down, but barely. And you're right, he did bobble that ball. If we'd have had another defender, they would probably would have had a turnover. Fifth first down of the afternoon for Rose Holman. A minute to go in this first quarter. First and ten at the mount 39-yard line for Rose. Dion. Hand off to Welshens. Welshens off the right side, and he'll take it 
down to the 36-yard line for a gain of two. Yeah, tackled by Hammond and Fisher, and I believe the free safety, I don't know who that was, but come flying up there. Was that Speakman? Yeah, number 18. Welshens, five carries, 16 yards on the afternoon. Second down, eight yards to go for Rose Hallman. With 28 seconds to go, they lead it by three. Hand off to Welshens again on the left side, and he's going to be stacked up and brought right down at the 36 again for no gain on the play. And that was Fisher again. He was he read that perfect, and, and just uh, he was playing the strong side or wide side of the field, and what a great tackle. Alex McQueen was also in on that tackle. Been hearing those two names a lot already. I like that. Yeah, McQueen's not even on our two deep. And that'll do it for the end of the first quarter. So we've played one from Schuler Field. I'm Dave Mitchell with Dan Benjamin. Your score at the end of the first period of play. Rose Holman 10, Mount St. Joseph 7 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. At Mount St. Joseph University, we're on a mission to make sure every single student succeeds in their career. With one teacher for every 11 students, our world-class professors and career counselors will ensure that you not only graduate, but get placed in the career you dreamed of. In fact, 98% of our undergraduates and 100% of our graduate students are working in their field within six months of graduation. Discover your potential. Discover the mount at msj.edu slash admissions. They say that great teams are built on teamwork, unity, camaraderie. They say that great teams succeed when everyone's voice is heard, when everyone's included. We laugh together, we build together, we lift each other up. They say it takes a lot of hard work to be a great team. So we say, let's get to it. Well, it is 10-7. Rose on top of the mount here as we enter the second quarter of play. Now Rose will be going from right to left across your computer screen. It's third down, eight yards to go. Hanover leading defiance at the end of the first quarter, 7-0 in the Heartland Conference. Dion on third down, eight yards to go. Ran up to the line of scrimmage. Now he'll look over to the sideline and get the play. He has got Shelton off to his left-hand side. The new running back and fake handoff. Dion's going to throw oh, it over the boy. middle. Complete on the play to Zimmerman. Zimmerman has got the first down inside the 25 to the 22-yard line. Yeah, it looked like the mount got caught in a little cover two action. He had a little bubble and a slant on this side, and uh, obviously Dion converted it. So it's first and 10 from the 22. Throw out into the flat. Complete to Noah Thomas to the 20. Cuts inside, and he'll take it down Fumble. to the 15. Looked like oh. he fumbled the football, but the referee on the side will say, no, he was down. Nice play by the mount there. That should have broke for a touchdown, but, I, you know, I'm pretty far away from the field, but I'm pretty sure there was a holding there. A little more speed. A little more speed on the Mount defense this year. It looks like. Yeah, especially in that secondary. Second down, four yards to go after a gain of six on the reception. Dropping back now, Welshens will get the handoff. He's going to be wrapped up right at the line and dropped after maybe a yard gain on the play. Tackle made by Lee Bennett. Ninety-five was in there again. McQueen. McQueen. He's seen a lot of playing time all of a sudden. So it's third down, two yards to go. For a Rose first down. Rose with Welshens off to the left of Dion, their quarterback on third and two. From the 17, make it the 13-yard line. 
Need to get to the 13-yard line. Ball resting just inside the 15. Deion nice. fake handoff looks out to the right flat, and Drop it is in, in, and it is complete on uh, the play to Saliu, and Saliu's got the first down inside the five to the four. He made a nice adjustment on his route, and uh, Dion put the ball right there. He bobbled it. I thought maybe he's going to be out of bounds, but he secured it. So the ball first and goal for Rose at the four. Lions looking at the receivers out wide on both sides. Welshens to the right of Dion. Ball on the far hash mark. Dion drops straight back. Looks into the end zone. Throws it on the right-hand side. Complete on the play at the two. Struggling, trying to get into the end zone. And in for the score. And that looked like Welshens. Welshens caught the pass out of the backfield and took it in from four yards out for the touchdown. And Rose has jumped on top now 16-7. Yeah, that was Nate Owens out there on that play, the young freshman out of, uh, I believe, Bethel, Bethel Tate High School. He just couldn't uh, stop his momentum, and obviously he carried him in for a touchdown. Adam Clark, who has hit one extra point today, he's 8 for 8 on the year, will attempt this extra point to give Rose a 10-point lead with just over 13 minutes left to go, and he drills that one on the left-hand side. So there's 13-14 left to go in the first half of action from Schuler Field. Your score, Rose Hallman 17, Mount St. Joseph 7 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Stay up to date with all your sports information on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Mount St. Joseph University and Roger Bacon High School Sports. Talk about the Cincinnati Reds and Cleveland Indians on the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show every Monday night at 9 during the baseball season. Minute by minute scores, opinion articles, stories from the pros, college, and high school levels, including the WWE, MMA, and UFC. Increase your workout level and tickets to any sporting event all in one spot. Check out ultimatesportstalk.com every day for your sports fix. At Mount St. Joseph, we are on a mission to provide a robust student experience. With small class sizes, over 22 different NCAA Division III men's and women's athletic teams, an eSports team, a vibrant arts and theater program, and dozens of student clubs and campus activities, you'll be sure to find your place at the Mount. Discover your potential. Discover the Mount. Visit our website at msj.edu slash admissions. Zimmerman will kick it off for Rose. It's a high end over end kick. Short. Speakman will take it in at the 13. Cuts it to the near side to the 20. 25 puts his head down and he's going to be upended at about the 25 yard line. Flag. Flag down on the play and that's going to be on Speakman, I think. He got up and uh, gave him a few choice words. Not a good decision right there, especially in a tight ball game. Rose on top of it, 17-7. We told you Hanover leading Defiance 7-0. Our next broadcast game will be coming up tomorrow from Kinder Morgan Field. We'll have the girls' softball game against Case Western Reserve University. Game time at 1 o'clock. We'll be on at about 12.50. And it's going to be unsportsmanlike conduct against Speakman. And it'll be half the distance to the goal from the 24 down to the 12-yard line. Yeah, not a, not a good decision by Speakman there. I mean, you put the offense in a bind here. Any kind of uh, turnover, you know, you're going back on D and trying to stop them. So it's first down 10 for the Lions. Obviously, their worst starting position of the afternoon. And they'll start at their own 12-yard line. 
They've got Newton out wide to the right-hand side. Brock's back into the ballgame. He's slot right. Good to see him back. So now moving in motion is Newton and keeping the ball is Taylor. Taylor spins out of a tackle across the 12 out to the 15-yard line for a gain of three. Great run by Taylor. He should have been actually sacked back there or at least a loss for yardage, but uh, kept them legs moving, kept his head down, and picked up three or four. Newton stays out on the right-hand side. Now Brock's going to move over slot left. Going out wide left is Cooper Earls, who was celebrated as one of the seniors today. Trevor Tomey in the backfield with Josh Taylor, the freshman quarterback. Paul Miner tight end left. Ball in the near hash mark. Taylor will take the snap. And the fake handoff, and the ball loose on the field. And I think Rose has come away with it. Boy, if they got that, you got to go back to Speakman. you got to say, hey, young man, you cannot get us in that position. Nope. Mount got on top of it. It'll be Good. third down. So the Mount St. Joseph Lions come away from a scare. Chase Samples has come back into the ballgame for Paul Miner. And also back in, Cam York at wide receiver. York and Newton will be out wide to the right-hand side, the near side. Samples and Brock go out to the far side. Got a little technical difficulty with the officials. They're going to have to reset this play clock. Yeah, play clock is already down to 10. Yeah, they're not even in their position, so they better reset this one. There they go. And now they reset it to 25, so here we go. Taylor will look things over. Taylor? On third down and call it 11 yards to go for the Lions. He's got Tommy off to the right-hand side. Stacks the position on the near side for the Lions at the receiver. Blitz. Taylor he is going to tuck this. it under. He's going to take it to the 15, and he's going to break it out to the 19-yard line. And did he fumble the ball again there, Dave? He may have coughed it up, but the Lions got back on top of it. That's a gain of eight. It'll bring down fourth and three, and the Lions will have to punt the football away again. Well, let's hope Max can get us out of uh, this territory and change field position once again. But uh, not a good series there, and that's tough when you're back there in your own uh, 15 or so. And, you know, you have a first down that you didn't get very many yards on. Rose leads at 17-7 with 11-15 to go in this first half of play. Suchomsky and the side judge blew his whistle, blew the play dead, and I believe that Rose took a timeout. Boy, they're lucky they did because he had a nice punt on that one right there. So Rose will use the timeout with 11-12 left to go in this first half of play. Well, Rose got on top of it with a blocked punt to take it in for a touchdown to lead things 7 nothing. Lions came right back with a drive of their own to tie it up at 7, but now Rose has scored 10 in a row, and they lead it 17-7. And it's truly been special teams, Dave. Dion. Is 7 of 12 passing for 66 yards and an interception, um, along with a touchdown. And Dion has also rushed the football five times for 37 yards. Welshens, seven times for 19 yards. Welshens has also caught two passes for 15 yards. So fourth down, four for the Lions, and Suchomsky will punt it away at a 40-yard punt, and again, he gets that line drive off. It'll take a roll at the 45 and bounce inside the 40 
and be downed at the 39-yard line. Boy, Rose was coming after that one again. I don't know if they're seeing something up in the box here, but uh, they're really putting a lot of pressure on the uh, punting unit of Mount St. Joe. 42-yard punt for Suchomsky. So he's done a good job under some heavy pressure despite giving up a blocked punt earlier. And you can't blame him for the blocked punt. Absolutely not. I mean, he's done a great job. Most of the snaps have been uh, not very accurate. Let's leave it at that. So Rose will start out at their own 39-yard line, first and 10. Lions defense has got to do something here to stop things up. Coming out tight end left is Sacalaris. Sacalaris, now the handoff on reverse. reverse comes to Noah Thomas. Thomas around the right-hand side. He's going to cut it up outside the 40 and be run out of bound on a nice block by the quarterback, Dion, but he'll only pick up three out to the 42-yard line. That's a nice play by the D.E., that was uh, Hayden McMullen out there. I would like to see him rip a little bit more, and that would have been a no-gainer, but he did a nice job. The quarterback was out there leading the block. Dion was. McMullen out of Crestwood, Kentucky. Second down, seven yards to go for Rose at their own 42-yard line. Welshens to the right-hand side, and Welshens is going to get the handoff up the middle across the 45, out near the 50, across the 50 to the 49-yard line. Gain of 11 and a first down. That's that simple replay again. They're just reading that defensive end. If he stays, he gives. If he crashes, the quarterback keeps it. 15 carries, 55 yards so far this afternoon for Rose on the ground. And now the referee will blow the play dead with 10.06 to go in the first half. Now he'll restart the clock. Trips out to the near side for Rose with the ball in the far hash mark. Dion with Welshens to his left out of the pistol. Handoff to Welshens. Welshens is going to be stacked up, brought down right at the line of scrimmage. Good play by the Lions coming up inside. I think that was number three, the corner, come flying up in there. Deshaun Starks. Yeah, he saw that play in development, and he just came off the receiver and made a nice play. Welshens to the right out of the pistol. Ball on the far hash mark on second down and ten from the... 49. Dion's going to throw it out to the right flat. Complete on the play to Sally. Sally is going to take it inside the 35. Be run out of bounds at about the 30-yard line. Yeah. That's 20-yard reception. And that was just a simple uh, out route, and uh, they took advantage of a mismatch and a nice move by the receiver. Almost looks bare on that far side like the Lions are giving him too much of a cushion. Yes. Dropping back Dion, handoff to Welshens up the middle, cuts it inside the 25 to the 20 and upended at the 18-yard line. We talked about it in our broadcast early, Dave. It's going to be who can win the line battle, and right now Rose's offensive line is winning that big. I know the Mount's been subbing a lot, but uh, they got to hunker in right here and hold them to at least a field goal attempt. That was a 12-yard gain down to the 18-yard line of Mount. Now in the backfield is Grant Raperta and Raperta as Dion rolls out to the left throws it out into the flat on the left hand side to Zimmerman and it's incomplete Noah Abel with the coverage out there yeah that's great coverage by Noah he did an excellent job making sure he's on top of that receiver there and uh, now we got second and ten this will be a big down right here if they can make it third and long then you know they're gonna have a shot at holding them to a field goal attempt like I said just a minute ago Raperta a freshman at the running back position out of Illinois Dion on third, make it, is this just second, second down? down? Second down. And ten. And dropping back Dion. 
Looks out to the right. He's got a receiver, and it's incomplete as he overthrew him to the outside. I don't know who that was, number 21, but he had great coverage. If that ball would have been thrown inside, he probably would have picked it. Austin Price from West Claremont. A lot of new players on defense for the Lions, especially in the secondary this year. So it's third down 10 from the 19. Boy, a sack would be great right here. Make it fourth and long and make the field goal attempt even longer. Welshens to the right out of the pistol. Ball on the far hash mark. Trips out to the near side. Looking things over, Dion takes the snap. Drops straight back. Looks to his left. Now over the middle. Complete to Sacalaris. Sacalaris is going to be upended and take it down to the one-yard line. First and goal for Rose at the Mount 1. Did not get any pressure there at all. I don't know if we were in a prevent. I was watching the... the Defense up top, but we did not get any pressure on Dion. And the middle of the field so far for the Lions has been wide open for Rose to throw to. Yes, they, they, they go to they go to that cover two when it's third and long, and that, you're right, that middle is always wide open. Welshens to the right on first and goal from the one. Dion hands it off to Welshens. He's going to be stopped, and then second, second effort, effort will get it into the end zone for the score. Just kept them legs chopping a little bit, Dave, and got enough to lean forward in the end zone. Here's where it's going to get a little tough now. Somebody's down there for Rose Holman. And that looks like it's one of the big uglies up front. But he gets up and he's going to trot himself off the field. But Welshens gets the touchdown. His third, check out his second of the year. Make it his third of touchdown of the season. And Rose leads it by a score of 23-7. to 8.19 to go in this first half. Adam Clark will attempt the extra point. Low snap, but this holder gets it down, and the kick is up, and the kick is good. 8.19 to go in this first half. It's Rose Holman 24, Mount St. Joseph 7 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Nine plays for Rose Holman on that drive, 61 yards, and they have taken the lead 24-7. They have flat-out controlled the line of scrimmage, Dave. We talked about it earlier in the game that the pressure has to be there for the mount, and they just didn't get it the last two drives. They are not getting any pressure, as you said. The middle of the field appears to be open, and... On one side of the field, they appear to be giving too much cushion on the wide receivers, and thus Dion, who started out slow, now has picked up steam and has led Rose to a 24-7 lead. Zimmerman will kick it off. It's a high end-over-end kick that Speakman will take in at his 12-yard line on the far side. Cuts it up the middle to the 20, 25, and he's going to be stacked up, brought down at the 27-yard line. We've got eight minutes to go here until the half day. You know, Josh Taylor and the offense has to get something going here to answer the bell. You cannot let Rose have this ball back with uh, three or four minutes to go and, and go down and score. So let's see what uh, 
Caleb's got for them. And we're going to have a change in quarterback. Kyle Prophet is coming in a quarterback. Prophet from Milford Goshen High School, 6'2", 205-pound junior, coming in to play quarterback, now replacing the freshman Taylor. First and 10 from the 28. And Prophet throws oh. it out into the flat, incomplete. Samples just drops the ball. Prophet with that great arm threw it right on the money. So it's second down, 10 yards to go. Last year, Prophet didn't get much playing time. Five of seven, 27 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. This kid's got a great arm. Obviously, he's not a runner, so you got to watch Rose Holman picking up on that and bringing more pressure. But that O-line can give him time. He could possibly bring Pick this defense apart. Cam York out wide right. Jake Ayler slot right. Profit hand off to Tommy. Tommy off the left hand side up to the 30 yard line, out to the 31 yard line for a gain of about three. And it will be third down seven. That's the one thing the Lions have been in the last three possessions, Bear, is third and long. Yeah, you don't want to be in that position as an offensive coordinator. You, you don't have any call that can go right, to be honest with you. That's a defense you love it because now you can pin your ears back and come after him if you want. Third and seven from the 31. Profit looking things over. Trying to see what he's got. Harris is tight end right. Dropping back Profit. Rolls out to the right. He's going to throw it out to the left-hand side. Complete New York. And it is out of bounds at the 43-yard line. Gain of 12 and a first down. Great ball by Profit. But uh, Rose Holman just decided to stay back on defense. They were not bringing any pressure and allowed him to sit back and make a decision. Great decision by Profit. Hitting York for that first down. York, his first catch out of Knoxville Hardin Valley High School. The freshman. He's got a lot of potential. Stack receivers out to the right-hand side. Tommy to the right of Profit. Profit looks out to the left, throws over the middle, complete at the midfield strike, and taking it down to the 48-yard line is Jake Ayler with his first catch of the afternoon for eight and second and two. Great decision again by Profit. He's just picking away, picking away. You can sense the momentum coming back. Sooner or later, he's going to get one of those balls downfield, and uh, let's see if he takes a chance right here. Newton and Brock on the right-hand side. Dropping back, Profit on second and two, throws it out to the left, complete to Brock, first down at the 40 of Rose, and he's got it to the 39-yard line. Again, a great decision by Profit. I mean, he had a man, possibly could have forced the ball downfield, but decided to just take that quick out and let uh, Brock do what he needed to do. Nine yards and a first down at the 39 of Rose. 6.29 to go in this first half, 24-7 Rose. Trips out to the far side, ball in the near hash mark. Single receiver out to the near side. Rose That's showing, sides. showing blitz, no flags. Profit throws it out to the left, and it is complete at the 33-yard line. Boy. Nice catch by Newton. Newton, what a great adjustment he made there, Dave. Profit let it go, and Newton had to dive to get that ball and save it and keep it inbounds and make a great catch. Six yards on the reception, second and four at the 33-yard line of Rose Holman. The Engineers with a 17-point lead, 6-10 to go in this first half. Profit with Tomey off to his right. Again, stack receivers dropping back. Now, Profit is going to run it off to the right-hand side and be hit and dropped for a three-yard loss by Azenia Kamandu. Did not look like they were all on the same page there. Profit looked like he was tucking at the run and have the run pass option, but the O-line didn't look like they were on the same page with him. So a loss of four brings up third down and eight yards to go. Again, a long situation for the Lions. They've got receivers out wide on both sides. Tommy to the left of Profit. 
Prophet drops straight back on third and eight, throws it over the middle, and it is going to be incomplete, intercepted at the 30 after a tip pass. And it is going to be brought back across the 40 to the 45 interception by Michael Stevens. And that was number 54 that brought the pressure. Uh, Bryce Medford for uh, Rose Holman, he blindsided pretty much uh, Prophet, and then Prophet had to get rid of it, and the ball got tipped for a pick. So Rose will have it first and 10 at their own 47-yard line after the interception. The drive stalls for the Lions on the INT. Again, Dave, getting in that third and long, then you don't have that choice. You know you're going to have to throw the ball. Defense can pin their ears back and just come right after you. First and 10. Now the Lions defense again. Hopefully they've made some changes while they've been on the sideline, getting a little bit of a breather. Dion. Fake handoff to Welshens. He's going to throw the ball deep down pick. the middle, and it is going to be incomplete. Nice play by Noah Abel to go up and knock the football away. Great play by him, Dave. He just sat there and sat there and sat there and timed it up perfect to knock that ball away. Saliu was the intended receiver, but he could not come down with it. He's been one of uh, Dion's favorite targets today, I believe. Saliu, sophomore out of Virginia. Second down. Ten yards to go from their own 47-yard line. Dion looking things over. And Linebacker blitz. Off. It's going to be thrown out into the flat to Noah Thomas incomplete. That was Finn on the blitz, Dave. He did a great job of disrupting that throw. Brings up third down, ten yards to go. So the Lions doing a little bit of changes defensively, and they've forced Rose into a long situation. Let's see if we I don't know, Dave. We're going to go to this cover, too, and as you and I talk about, the middle of the field's always open. I like us bringing pressure again. So it'll be third down ten. Dion looking things over. Front four down and ready for the Lions. 522 remaining to go in the first half. Clock stops on the incompletion. Third and ten. Welshens to the right. Ball in the far hash mark. Dion dropping straight back. He gets the, the ball over the, the middle, field. complete, and it is going to be a completion to Sally U at the 35-yard line. We got flagged down, and I think it's going to be a hold against Rose. That's a break for the Lions. They went cover two again, and they just not have been able to cover the middle of the field because that's what's naturally open in the cover two. But, boy, if they get this holding call, it's going to be big. It'll be third and long. Holding. Hopefully Coach Thompson can make that uh, adjustment for us because that cover two right now is giving up too much yards. Gavin Baker is the one who got hit with the holding penalty. 5.16 to go. It'll bring up Lions will accept the penalty. Third down. And call it about 20 yards to go with 5.14 remaining to go in this first half. Boy, turnover would be big for the Lions. Welshens to the left of Dion. Dion, ball at the 32-yard, 37-yard line, excuse me. Dropping back Dion, heavy rush, throws it out into the flat, complete to Thomas. He's going to be hit, escapes one tackle, but he's brought right down at the 38-yard line, a gain of two. Nice defensive play by the Lions. Great play by Hammond, number 97, as we got extracurricular activity going on right in front of us here. 76 for Rose, got in somebody's face, and... Now they're trying to get the crowd fired up here. The Mount definitely has some momentum offensively before that series. And then defensively, great job to get this ball back for the offensive uh, unit. We'll see if Profit comes back in and tries to get us in the end zone or if it's going to be Taylor. Speakman is going to drop back, set to return this punt from Andrew Toller. Toller had two punts a week ago. This will be his first punt 
today. 35 and a half yards punting last week. He'll get it away from the 38-yard line. Nice high punt. Speakman will take in a fair catch at the 22-yard line. It's going to be a 40-yard punt exactly. No return. And you said it right. That was a nice high punt. It was hard for Speakman to even think about returning that ball. So the Lions will have the football back with 4.09 remaining to go, and they have got one timeout left. they got Profit back in again, Dave. Let's see if he can get us down the field a little bit more. Put us in the end zone. They've got the ball spotted at the 23-yard line, so the Lions are 77 yards away from pay dirt, which is what they need going into the second half. They'll have the ball to start the second half, remember. Profit. Hand off to Tomey off the right-hand side. No, check that. That is McKenzie, and McKenzie takes it across the 25 out to the 27-yard line. It's a nice little run. He got about five. Mariano McKenzie. you got to give Rose credit here. I've been watching them defensively. They've been mixing up their fronts with a three-man front and a four-man front. And, uh, you know, they've done a great job. Obviously, we've only had uh, one touchdown for the mail. Second down, five yards to go. Five-yard gain by McKenzie. He's back behind Profit. Profit and hand off to McKenzie off the left-hand side. He'll take it across the 30 out to the 32-yard line. He's going to be about two yards shy after a gain of three and brings up third down and two yards to go. And you see Kyle over there telling the coaches, let's go. Let's get a little hurry-up offense going for us. Yeah, I got to agree with him. You know, you got about 3.15 to go in the half here, and you got to get down here and get some points. Paul Miner and Harris are in the ball game at the same time at the tight end position on the right-hand side. Receivers out wide to the left. Now McKenzie moves out in motion to the left. They're going to throw it out to him complete at the 30-35. He's got a first down 40, and he's run out of bounds. Great play. At the 41. Nice, simple throw. Profit again right on the money. Hit him in stride. Basically turns out like a toss sweep, and the young man makes a heck of a run after the catch. Profit, five of seven passing. After that nine-yard completion, he's got 46 yards in passing. First and ten for the Lions at their own 41-yard line. Profit with McKenzie right behind him in the backfield. Handoff, no fake handoff. Profit's going to roll out to the right, throw it up the left-hand side to York, but it's past him and out of bounds incomplete. Yeah, Kyle didn't get much on that one. He had a little pressure, but he had his tight end wide open. I believe that, is that our freshman, number 86? That's Harris. That's Harris. He was he was open as he chipped the, the defensive end as Rose went to a four-man front there. 2.34 remaining in this first half. Lions with the ball at the 41-yard line in their own territory down 24-7. Profit on second and 10. He's got McKenzie right behind him. Receivers out wide to the right. Handoff goes to McKenzie Uh-oh. around the right-hand side. 45-50, and he's going to be brought down at the 45-yard line in Rose territory after a 15-yard game. Great job by the old line. Again, Rose went to a four-man front, and they slanted to the wide side, and, and the mount had the right play called, and they just washed him right down there. Newton goes out wide to the right-hand side. Harris and Miner are still in at the tight end formation. We have not seen this in over four years for the mount going with a two-tight end setup. I kind of like it. It gives you that option to use one as a receiver and one as a blocker or both as receivers. First and 
and ten. There's Fake handoff. Profit rolls end. out to the there's left. He's going to throw the ball down the middle. He's got Brock. Brock grabs it at the 15-yard line for the catch. Boy, he, Profit took a shot there, Dave. And Brock was double covered and made a great adjustment on the ball and then kept both feet in bounds. They're going to mark him. At, only need one. They're going to mark him at the 16. Big reception for the Lions. It is first down 10 at the Rose 16-yard line. Nice catch on the play for 29 yards. A minute 59 to go. Harris tight end left. Now moving out of motion is McKenzie. They're going to throw it out on the right flat, and he dropped the ball incomplete. Well covered by Michael Stevens, the left linebacker. Yeah. Kyle probably wants that one back. He kind of rushed that and uh, was a little high on the reception, made it a little difficult when that young man's uh, going side to side versus going vertical. 1.56 to go in this first half. Lions down 24-7. Keep in mind, they get the football to start the second half. Yeah, this would be a big touchdown right here if they can get set, uh, seven. You know, you take points, but boy, seven would be big. Newton is out wide to the right. Brock, slot right. Tight end right is minor. He lines up basically in a slot also. Harris, tight end left. Dropping back, Profit. Looks into the end zone. Now throws over the middle. Incomplete to Newton. Boy, good coverage on the play, though. Yeah. Newton- he just didn't have enough time. Paul Miner was open in the end zone, but he had to get rid of that. Again, Rose Holman switching up their front. They went to a four-man front, and they tried to keep a profit contained there. Charlie Ham, the free safety, came over the top of Newton to knock that ball away. Now Newton will go out wide to the left. Cam York wide right. Brock slot right. Harris tight end right for the Lions. Profit now Tomey's into the ball game for McKenzie. Back at running back. Third and ten. Ball at the 16-yard line. Now, Tommy moves in motion to the right. Profit looks, looks into the end zone. He's got Brock incomplete overthrew him. They had a little one-on-one up top with Newton, but he decided not to go after that one. So, here we go. We're going to go for a field goal attempt. And Kyle Farfsing will come in to attempt the field goal. This will be the first field goal that he's attempted in his career. Farfsing. He is at the 23-yard line, so it'll be a 33-yard attempt. No wind. Well, the wind, if there is any, is at his back. Ball in the far hash mark. Good snap. Ball is down. Kick is blocked. And it's going to be taken out of the air by Rose at the 10 to the 15, 20 up the near side. He's got a lot of room to the 40, 45, 50. And he is going to go all the way. That is Rashard Brown for the touchdown. We got a flag back here around the 25. There is a flag down all the way back to the 25-yard line, so it may go for naught. And we'll have to wait and see what the call is. Boy, right up the middle has been a problem for the Lions' special teams here today. Yeah, they've really struggled. I mean, uh, I don't know. What can you say? And... Is it going to be a block in the back? Is that what they're calling? Yes, that's what he's calling down here, block in the back during the return. So, Mount cuts a break right there. But, man, special teams is the only reason that uh, this game is out of control, to be honest with you, in my opinion. They, uh, Rose Holman has obviously been on the better end of that. So, a 90-yard touchdown run off of a blocked field goal attempt is for naught. And that will put Rose back at their own 14-yard line with a minute 34 remaining. In the first half, they lead at 
the Lions have not done themselves any any favors here today. No, no. You can see a lot of miscues, and uh, even though they were in a hurry there to try and get points, I you know did didn't make very good decisions right there. But uh, you got to come away with something there, as you said. We get the ball back in the second half, but to, to get that field goal attempt blocked, to have a punt blocked, to give up a long. Uh, Kickoff return run, even though it didn't uh, come out with any points. The Lions are very lucky to still only be down 24-7. to Well, let's see what Jeff Sokol decides to do here. He's got a minute 34. Ball back at his own 14-yard line. Two timeouts, though, remaining. Dion looking things over. And the official blows the play dead before the snap got called. And we've got a delay of game penalty called against Rose Holman. Well, that might change his decision here, but I don't know. I'm on the road. I'm up 24-7. to I'm still going to keep running my offense the way I've done. So that'll take it back inside the 10, half the distance to the inside the 9, between the 9 and the 8. First down, call it 14 yards to go. Minute 34 remaining. And the handoff to Welshens up the middle. Ooh. He's going to be hit and Ooh. spins away from a crew critical hit. Now he keeps running forward, kept his feet churning and takes it out to the 15-yard line after a gain of four and it's second down and ten. Boy, he kept his feet going and uh, I don't know who that was. Was that number 16 or is that 15 that made that hit? That was 15 that made that hit. Anthony Wright, he has come up with a few big plays here today for the Lions. Just not enough. Minute five to go, second down, ten yards to go from the 14. Dropping back, Dion throws Drop out to the right-hand side to Noah Thomas, complete to the 19. Five yards on the completion, third and five. Good safe pass there. They got the clock running. I'd imagine they're going to run the ball again here. Third down, five at the 19, their own 19, with under 40 seconds and running left to go in this first half. Noah Thomas looks over to... Head coach Jeff Sokol now comes out wide to the left. Sakalaria goes out slot right. He's the tight end. Dion looking things over. 27 seconds to go on the play clock. 11 seconds. Dion drops back on third and five. Throws it out to Zimmerman. Complete at the 25-yard line. And he's got the first down after a gain of six. That's a gutsy call, but I guess when you're up 24-7, to you can take the risk. Julius Fisher had the tackle, the birthday boy from yesterday. And that'll do it for the end of the first half as Rose is just going to let the clock run out. Four seconds, they're going to try to get to a play, but they are not going to be able to get the snap off. And they do, they got it off. Dion's going to throw it up the left side, and it is incomplete. Boy, I'll tell you what, that was about as close as you can get without a replay to getting a playoff there. But nonetheless, Rose is going to go into the locker room here from Schuler Field up by 17. And it has been special teams and the passing attack of Rose that has really done it in this first half. Absolutely, Dave. It's, it's definitely been special teams. It's always changing the momentum. You know, you talk about it as a coach. Where can you get an edge? And today, that's been the edge for Rose Holman is their special teams unit has done a great job. Mount's offense, I like it. They just haven't gotten a whole lot of rhythm. They've tried Josh Taylor and Kyle Prophet. Both are two quality quarterbacks, but you're hoping that they can get some type of rhythm going in this second half. 
24-17, Rose on top of it over Mount St. Joseph. Dan Benjamin, I'm Dave Mitchell, and we'll be back with our halftime festivities. Take a look at the stats for the first half when we come back after this. NCAA TV and marketing rights fees. Where does the money go? Long answer, 96% of the revenue is used to fund 88 championships and support 1,055 member colleges and universities who together provide $2 billion annually in financial aid to more than 400,000 student-athletes so they can compete and learn. Short answer, we put our money where our mission is. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, whether it's spirit wear, gifts, or snacks. But the Roar Store is more. They offer everything from notebooks to laundry detergent, even brake fluid and tire repair, plus a wide range of food and drink. And it's just a walk away. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. State middle and high schools are now requiring service learning hours. The number of high school students who volunteer nearly doubled the number of college students. In 2004, the percent of college students who volunteer peaked at 31.2%. By 2010, that rate dropped to 26.1%. Once students get to college, many feel like they have too many other obligations and not enough time to volunteer. But these students are missing out on an enriching experience. As a volunteer, you will step out of a comfort zone working in teams with people of all ages and different backgrounds. You will have the chance to increase your social and relationship skills. You will be able to apply what you learned in the classroom to the real world. You will acquire skills that will help build your resume and make you a more competitive job applicant. And best of all, volunteering will create a positive change in your community and make you feel good. So try to balance your time and find a few hours where you can volunteer with one of the many amazing organizations in your community. There is a volunteering opportunity out there for everyone and many resources you can use to find what will best fit you. Dave Mitchell, Dan Benjamin back here at Schuler Field. 24-7, mount down on the scoreboard to Rose Allman. And Rose has done just an outstanding job here this afternoon. It gives us an opportunity to check the NCAA college basketball scoreboard. There is a, a basketball tournament going on, I think, and that's the, the Big Ten. But right now, shocker of all shockers. Ohio State defeated Michigan this afternoon by a final score of 68-67. to The Buckeyes have come away with a win. They won three straight in that Big Ten tournament, and they will take on the winner coming up a little bit later on uh, of Wisconsin. Wisconsin beat Rutgers last night, and I don't know who won the uh, – Iowa won the first game. So Iowa and Illinois – I'm sorry – Iowa and Illinois will be playing later, so Ohio State will play the winner of that Iowa-Illinois game coming up later on this evening, or tomorrow, I should say. Matter of fact, that Big Ten tournament, that's always the last championship game 
that's played before the Selection Sunday show. So that will be coming up tomorrow. Now, elsewhere, Hartford defeated Maslow by a final of 64-50. to It was Norfolk beating Morgan 71-63. Alabama, sixth ranked in the country, defeated Tennessee 73-68 in the SEC tournament. This afternoon at 3 o'clock, that game should be getting underway here very soon. Cincinnati is playing Wichita State. It's going to be a tough one for the Bearcats, but still, that's a winnable game for them. LSU in the SEC tournament, the semifinals, playing Arkansas. That game's at 3.30 this afternoon. We already told you coming up here in just a little bit, Iowa will be playing number three, Illinois. Iona plays Fairfield later on at 4 o'clock. Memphis will take on Houston at 5.30. Texas Southern uh, plays this afternoon against uh, PVAM. That's at 6 o'clock. Utah State plays San Diego State at 6 o'clock coming up later on tonight. 24-7, Rose on top of it. We'll be right back. Social media has exploded over the years. The way we interact, receive news, and comment with everything has changed in this decade. And Twitter is where people usually discover what's happening. This is Dave Mitchell. With over 500 million tweets being sent each day, hundreds of millions of people are exploring links, articles, retweets, trends, and moments to find out what's new. Businesses strengthen their brands, friends promote themselves, and some just want more followers and likes. I just want to hear from you. Before, during, or after, send me your comments about the game to my Twitter, OHBBCohost. That's O-H-B-B-C-O-H-O-S-T. I hope to hear from you soon. That's OHBBCohost. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Ohio's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. What do you wish for? A nice life? Nice things? Or do you wish for something more? A sense of purpose? Do you wish to discover a cure? To write code that cracks an unsolvable question. To further our exploration into space. Or to invent something that changes everything right here on Earth. Well, if that's your wish, make yourself ready. Because when you look back, you'll see that you didn't just make wishes. You realize them. halftime here from Schuler Field on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. 24-7 Rose Holman on top of the Mount 
and the Lions will have the football to start the second half of action. Taking a look at the Heartland Conference and the football scores today, we've got just two others to report to you. Manchester is losing to Franklin today by a score of 35-3, to and Hanover is defeating Defiance up in Defiance by a score of 21 to nothing. Well, Charlie's birthday is today. Yeah, I think he's 21 or 22. I don't know. We'll have to ask him. I was starting to wonder if he was going to ring the bell for every year. <laughs> well, he only did it for 15 times. <laughs> he is 70, 79. He doesn't look it. I look older than Charlie. Well, he's 79 years young. I hope I look that good at 79. Heck, I hope I'm around at 79. I mean, for crying out loud, as much as he does around here and he's 79 years old, well, the guy cleans up the gym, sets up the gym, the football stadium, everything. He does everything. I think he built the first building. <laughs> he's been around this institution and what a mainstay he is. He's been a great, great honor to be around Charlie. Charlie is a great man. I call him a great friend. Uh, he helped me get through the institution here. He used to wake me up in my 8 o'clock classes because I would drive right from work and fall asleep in a chair or a couch, and he'd be waking me up. So I got a nice relationship with Charlie, and so happy 79th birthday, Charlie. Well, today we found out that you couldn't make it to an 8 a.m. class. Your grade point <laughs> average was abysmal. What else do we want to know about you, Bear? I'm still <laughs> wondering where my degree is. <laughs> I think it's in psychology. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we we could go so many places with that, but, but we'll just we'll leave it at that. There's one other game that's going on in the Heartland Conference, but we don't have a score on that one. That was and that one is Anderson at Bluffton. Bluffton came into the game this afternoon with a record of two and zero. So let's see if we can try to sneak out a score here on what's happening there. And there's eight minutes to go. Lo and behold, we do have a score. Anderson is losing by one point, 28-27. There's eight minutes to go in the first or third quarter of that ball game. So Bluffton on top of Anderson, 28-27. They are 2-0 and on the season heading into this afternoon's action. Sounds like a pretty good ball game going on right there between Anderson and Bluffton. And, uh, we got to hope here, Dave, that the Mount somehow can come out and get momentum going. I'm not sure who they're going to go with, whether it's Josh Taylor or Kyle Prophet. Uh, my opinion, I'm probably going with Prophet. He had that offense going in the right direction until the last play, and they were in that third and ten, and that became very difficult to, to convert. But uh, I like how he commands the offense. I, I think they got to give him a shot this second half to try and take over this game. Well, as we take a look, we'll, we'll look at the stats for the first half coming up in just a little bit. A couple things I want to bring up before we go to our next break. Here's a look at the rest of the schedule for the Mount on this spring schedule that they've got going. They will be playing at Franklin next weekend. That's a, a 1.30 game. Now, as we've told you in basketball, we don't know from week to week, especially in football, if we're going to be allowed to broadcast games or not. It all depends on the visiting school. Um, I do know that Franklin told us uh, when you were playing in the tournament at Franklin in your first game, Bear, that they were not going to allow us to come and broadcast the game. So I'm not sure if they'll allow us to come broadcast the football game next week or not. If they do, I'll be there. If not, 
I won't be there. Well, let's hope they change their mind since it's outdoors and you can pretty much set up anywhere. So long as hopefully it's not get raining. Opportunity, right? Yeah. Give me an outlet and a, and a, a tent or whatever. There and I'll you be, go. I'll be glad to do it. On March 27th, the Lions will be back at home. That's two weeks from today. They'll be hosting Defiance. Then the following week, they'll be entertaining Bluffton. Then they've got two games on the road, and again, same situation. April 10th, they'll be at Anderson, and April 17th, they will play at Manchester. Now, the funny thing is, they're going to turn around four months later and play the fall schedule. Yeah, and that's got to be hard on all these coaches, you know, um you got less than four months. You get any type of injury, a kid. You know, you got to make a decision on a kid. Is it worth it for this season, or are you just trying to get experience out of some of these players? Uh, I'm not so sure. If I, I don't know the answer, maybe you do, Dave. Are they going to hold a, a, a playoff this year in no. football? Okay, I, I, that's you know. There had been coach, discussion about that, but they're not. Okay, I know we didn't at the at the uh, our, our level of basketball, but uh, at some point you got to wonder: Is it worth to get kids hurt? Or to keep them healthy, like you said, in four months you're reporting again and you're going to get right back after it. So that's a tough decision. And, you know, you got an opportunity here to get a lot of kids some experience. And I haven't paid much attention, but I think our defensive line, they're starting to do that, get some kids experience there today. And, uh, you know, you can't blame them. You give them some college playing time and get them some experience against a quality team in Rose Holman. And then four months later you come back and get ready to get after it. You know, here's the other thing that I wanted to bring up, and it's very interesting. If you're here at the stadium or you're you're watching at home on TV, the Lions, and it's been it's flown under the radar. Let's just put it that way. But the Lions right now have got a female field goal kicker that has made this team. Her name is Grace Ertel, E R T E L. She's from Milford, Ohio. She's a kicker. She's number thirty. She's out on the field right now, practicing kicks. Uh, her and Farsing are out there kicking together, and Ertl has, has done a pretty good job, Bear. Now, that one she missed wide right, but she still, uh, on extra points, she was booming them through. Yeah, she did a great job watching her in pregame warm-ups, but, uh, you know, I, I've had the pleasure of being a kicking coach, to be honest with you, and I think I've coached one female at a camp, and she went on to, to kick for Fairfield, and she did a nice job. But, uh, you know, you got to give them an opportunity. And, you know, if you got the leg, you got the leg. It doesn't matter what gender you are as long as you can do the job. And uh, hopefully she'll get a chance sometime this year and uh, see what she can do. And for our Rose Holman listeners, here's a look at your schedule throughout the rest of the year. It will be for Rose after today. They will be playing at Anderson next weekend. That's a 1.30 kickoff. And then at 2 o'clock the following week on the 27th, Rose will be at Hanover. Then they play two games at home on April 3rd against Franklin at 1.30. And then Manchester on April 10th at 2. And they'll round out the season with a game at Bluffton on April 17th. That game will kick off at 1.30. We'll be back to take a look at the stat story of the first half of action when we come back to Schuler Field. Your score at halftime. Rose Holman 24. Mount St. Joseph 7 on ultimatesportstalk.com. At Mount St. Joseph University, we're on a mission to make sure every single student succeeds in their career. With one teacher for every 11 students, our world-class professors and career counselors will ensure that you not only graduate, but get placed in the career you dreamed of. In fact, 98% of our undergraduates and 100% of our graduate students are working in their field within six months of graduation. Discover your potential. Discover the Mount at msj.edu slash admissions. 
In a world where cancer is almost a daily part of the news, one cancer isn't heard about enough. Oral cancers are increasing in the U.S., and as in my own case, most people know little about them. Like many, I thought that this was a cancer that impacted much older people who had used tobacco most of their lives. While that's still a problem, the fastest-growing segment of the people developing oral cancers are young non-smokers. A very common virus, one responsible for the vast majority of cervical cancers, is now identified as the cause of this rapid rise in oral cancers. Thankfully, in a fast, inexpensive, and painless visual and tactile screening, a medical or dental professional can often identify early-stage disease. So please, the next time you visit your dentist or your medical doctor, ask for this simple screening. Finding oral cancer in its earliest stages may save your life. Sport is the common denominator in the world. If there's any place where there's equality, it's really in sports. RISE stands for the Ross Initiative in Sports for Equality. We're dedicated to promoting understanding, respect, and equality in sports and beyond. With the country struggling with race, we believe it's time for the sports industry to come together and really unite the nation. We want people to speak up, take the pledge, and rise up against racism. And we'll rise up. I pledge. I pledge to treat everyone with respect, respect, and dignity. I will not tolerate discrimination or harassment of any kind. I will speak up. Speak up whenever I know discrimination is happening. And I will stand up. Get up. Rise up for victims. Take the pledge at risetowin.org. Well, once again, that final score this afternoon was Ohio State beating Michigan 68-67 to here today. And they move on to the championship game in the Big Ten. Right here, it's 24-7. Rose leading Mount. Let's take a look at the individual stats. First of all, for the Mount, Kyle Prophet, who came in for the freshman, Josh Taylor. Six of 12 passing, one interception for 75 yards. He was sacked once. Josh Taylor, three of six passing. And he threw for 76 yards, so almost the same as Profit. He also was sacked once in the ball game. On the ground, Taylor, the Lions' leading rusher, he ran the ball eight times for 40 yards in the ball game. McKenzie four times for 26 yards. His longest run was 14 yards. And Trevor Tomey five carries. For 22 yards. Austin Brock leads the Lion receivers with five receptions, 114 yards. His long was 48 on a great catch up the left hand side. York, McKenzie, Ayler, and Newton have each caught a pass in the ballgame. For Rose Holman, Andrew Dion, 12 of 22 passing for an interception, 117 yards. He also has a touchdown. He was sacked once. Welshens has ran the ball. 11 times for 41 yards in the ball game and one touchdown. Dion has ran it five times for 37 yards and Noah Thomas twice for five yards. Through the air, Saliu has 
caught three passes along with Noah Thomas. Sally, 45 yards in receptions. And Thomas, 20 yards in receptions. Jake Zimmerman has caught two passes. So has Welshens, each for 15 yards in the ballgame. Sakalari, he has caught one pass for 17 yards. And Welshens, as we said, two passes he's caught for 15 yards in the ball game. 24-7, Rose on top of it. Mount will get the football to start the second half of action, and that's coming up next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. At Mount St. Joseph University, our mission is to provide students with an affordable, world-class education in a safe, comfortable, private school setting. Discover your potential. Discover the Mount at msj.edu slash admissions. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, whether it's spirit wear, gifts, or snacks. But the Roar Store is more. They offer everything from notebooks to laundry detergent, even brake fluid and tire repair, plus a wide range of food and drink. And it's just a walk away. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Dave Mitchell, Dan Benjamin back here as we're getting ready for second half action. Lions down on the scoreboard, 24-7. to And, Bear, what do you think the coaches told the team at the halftime report? Well, like you and I talked a little bit earlier and off the air, you know, this, this is a whole different season. Uh, I think if you're hot, you want to come out and gain momentum right away, establish the offense a little bit more. Uh, again, we're not sure if they're going to go with Kyle or if they're going to go with Josh, but we'll find out here shortly. And, you, you know, you... Win or lose, you want to at least put some more points on the board. You only scored eight last year, I believe you told me. And right now you're at seven, and you have not had a whole lot of momentum offensively. And if you want your defense to have success and be able to apply pressure, you got to keep them off the field like the first half. They did not accomplish that opportunity. Zimmerman will kick it off. Rose going from right to left across your screen. Back set to return around the five-yard line. Speakman. On the far side, Newton on the near side. The kick is going to be kicked towards Speakman. He'll take it in at the 10. Cuts it up the far side to the 20, 25, and runs it out near the 30-yard line. It's a gain of almost 20 on the return for Troy Speakman, and it'll be first down 10 for the Lions, and it will be Taylor Taylor at quarterback for the Lions. Let's see what they do differently with him, Dave. I mean, he had a nice little uh, half you know, being a freshman quarterback, I like what he does, but uh, he's got to get this offense going, you know, and, and maybe this young man will have to grow up quicker than they want, but uh, they got to get down this field and put some points on the board. Taylor was 3 of 6 passing for 76 yards in the first half. He's got Trevor Tomey right behind him. Receivers out wide, low snap, but he picks it up. He's going to throw it out into the right flat, complete to Brock, his sixth catch. He's got it at the 30, outside the 30 to the 32-yard line. That's a gain of about four yards on the catch, and it'll bring up second and six. Yeah, that was a good little safe pass, getting going, but the, you know, the, the bad snap kind of took him out of rhythm there. I wonder what Brock could have done with that ball if that would have been a clean snap. Earls will come out wide to the right-hand side. Brock slot left. And Taylor handoff to Tommy around the right side. He's going to take it up to the 37-yard line, a gain of about four, and it brings up third down and call it a short two. Yeah, nice little run by Tommy there. We just missed uh, maintaining our block out of our tight end there. I'm not sure who that was. I think it was 86, but uh, good little run by Tommy. Earl's out wide to the right, two receivers out to the far-hand side. 
Harris, the tight end on the left-hand side. Tomey to the right out of the pistol for Taylor on third and two. He's going to keep it right up the middle. He's going to struggle out to the 43. He needed to get to the 44, and I think it's going to be shy of about a yard, and that means the Lions are going to send in the punting unit right away. Boy, I, I don't know. I don't know about that spot, but uh, can't argue it. They're all down there, but uh, Lions didn't even hesitate. They immediately went to the punt. Boy, this is game time here, too. I mean, you're talking about fourth down, less than a yard, but it is in danger territory. The Lions in their own territory at the 43. Dropping back Noah Thomas. He's the single setback to return. Suchomsky, good snap, good high punt. punt. Good punt. Roll, it's going to hit inside roll. the 20, take a high bounce. It'll take a mount roll and be downed at the 14-yard line. Excellent punt out of Max. Great directional kick. He kicked away from the return man, and as you said, he put it inside the 15. Now the defense has to answer. 48-yard punt for Suchomsky. He's done well today, with the exception of that block punt, which we've said, not his fault. I don't even think he had time to even no. think about getting that one off. So the ball at the 14-yard line in Rose Territory, and they come out with Andrew Dion. Dion, 12 of 22 passing in the first half, a touchdown and an interception. We need another one of those INTs right here, Dave. And he has got... Welshams off to his left, and the handoff goes to Welshams off the right side. He takes it across the 15 out to about the 16-yard line. They'll put him up to the 17 for a gain of three. Julius Fisher with the tackle. McQueen had a big first half. He's in there at left tackle. And the handoff goes to Welshams again, and he's going to be stacked up at the 17 and brought down immediately. Noah Hammond in there along with Matthew Brightus. Yeah, Brightus did a great job in the middle of uh, avoiding that block and making the initial contact. And as you said, Noah Hammond came in and cleaned up. Here's another big third down in what, seven? Third and seven for Rose. Imperative, the Lions do something here defensively to stop Rose and get the football back down by 17, 12-25 remaining in the third. Dion looking things over, drops back. Good heavy rush by the Lions, but oh. Dion gets away from it. He's got a lot of green. He's got the first down at the 30, 35, 40, and dives forward to the 45-yard line. Just a great job by Dion, and now he's talking a little bit to the mount. So uh, I guess you can do that when you make a big run like that. They brought pressure a little bit off the left edge, but just couldn't get to him. That was a 36-yard run by Dion. That's the first big run I think he's had today. Yep. First down at the 45-yard line in Rose Territory. Dion with Welshams off to his right, trips out to the far side, dropping back Dion. Now hands off to Welshams on the draw, and Welshams will be hit and dropped for about a yard loss on the play. Julius Fisher in on the play for the tackle. And then we had a corner blitz. I don't know who that was, number Deshaun three. Starks. Yeah, Starks came off the edge again and uh, did a nice job making initial contact. But as you said, Fisher right there to clean up. And that's, you know, loss. any type of loss right there is going to be big here for the Mount defense. Second and 11, 11 and a half remaining to go in the third. But Rose doing what they want to do, running the clock. Dion. Fake handoff. Now rolls out to the right on play action. He's going to be hit as he throws and underthrew the intended receiver, Salio. That's a great job. I, I don't know who it was. Was that uh, number 44 in a D? Declan Brophy. Yeah, he definitely kept leverage and, and forced uh, Dion to pull that up and throw it a little bit quicker than he wanted to. One of those players that the coaches got from Tennessee. Normally it's that Georgia pipeline. This year it was Tennessee. They got a plethora 
of players from. Trips out to the far side, third and 11 for Dion. Here we go again on third down, and Rose has been able to capitalize on it all afternoon. Now Welshams moves out of the backfield in motion to the near side. Dion empty backfield, drops back, looks over the Get middle. Get a sack. Get and a sack. Being under a rush, he throws the ball. It's, it's a fumble. It's a fumble. It's a fumble. And it's going to be picked up by Sacalero. I believe that's going to be a fumble. And it'll be picked up at the 46-yard line by Sacalario. If it is a completion, nope, they're going to say it's an incomplete pass. Absolutely. The side judge up there finally came in and said incomplete. Boy, they got away with one there, Dave. That could have been a big turnover. So it'll go back to the 43-yard line, and coming in to punt the ball away is Toller. Dropping back is Speakman at about his own 25. Set to return this one on 4th and 11. Good snap. Toller is going to get it away. A high end over end short kick. Speakman is going to that should be call for a, line, a fair catch. That should be an interference. He was run into by number 25. Wow. Boy, 25, Woo. Jacob Nanu Fabu ran right into him as he took the ball in. You're not supposed to be able to touch them. Yeah, he was definitely uh, being touched by him, whether he wanted to do that or not. It should have been a penalty on Rose Holman. So it's first down, 10 yards to go. Ball at the 27-yard, make it the 28-yard line. York is back into the ball game. He's on the near side, single receiver, trips out to the far left-hand side. Josh Taylor is still the quarterback. He drops straight back, looks over the middle. He's going to run oh, out boy, of the pocket move. under a heavy rush. Looks to his left. Now tucks it under again. He's going to take it to the 25, and he's going to struggle forward, probably get back to the line of scrimmage, maybe picked up a yard. And that was all the Josh 30, Taylor. At the 28-yard line. They're going to put him right back at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, that's such a shame. He did a great job avoiding the sack twice. And that he was not on the same page with his wide receivers because they didn't look like nobody went deep and nobody came back short. Well, they gave him about a half a yard gain. So call it second down, nine and a half. Ball at the 28-yard line. Taylor with Tommy to the right of him. Takes the snap, looks to the left, throws to the left, complete out at the 33-yard line. And that completion was made on the play to Jake Ayler. That's number 15, correct? Yes. Yeah, it's a good ball, but I think, uh, you know, you can see where Josh Taylor's a little young there. They had a zone coverage over there, and the slant was wide open, but he chose to hit the out. Just a three-yard gain. Brings up third down, six yards to go from the 33. Taylor with receivers out wide on both sides. Ball on the far hash mark, 9.50 remaining. Now moving in motion as Tomey out of the backfield. Taylor throws over the middle, complete, and it will be Newton who caught the ball at the 35-yard line for a gain of two, and he is brought down right there. Rose Hallman has done an excellent job of not allowing any yards after catch. No, they're a pretty physical football team, to be honest with you, all the way across the board. Their linebackers, their DBs have all been physical today, just like their offense has as well. Not a bad decision by Josh right there. It's a quick hitter. He just couldn't turn it upfield, and uh, Newton did a nice job making a catch, and you're, you're right. He's going to be a heck of a receiver. And, boy, they gave Newton a little bit more than I thought he did. They put him out to the 36-yard line. Looked like he was brought right down at the 35, so it brings up fourth and a yard. And again, the Mount will have to punt the football away. Suchomsky will have Noah Thomas back. And again, a nice punt by Suchomsky. It'll he take a, a Mount bounce roll. inside the 20, oh inside the 15, inside the 10. And it'll oh be no. down at the one-yard line. 
Boy, that's a nice kick by him. He got a great roll and uh, 63 yards. Good kick by him. 53, I'm sorry. 53 yards on the punt. Excellent punt by Max. I'm I'm mistaken again. It was 63. I'm sorry. Got to get my tens in the proper order. (laughs) 8.51 left to go. So a 63-yard punt by Suchomsky. You talked about him before the ball game. Said that he, if he could stay focused, he could put things together for this team, and so far he has today. Yeah, with the exception of the block on the first one, he's done a nice job, and that was a nice snap right there by uh, the mountain, and you could see the result on a 63-yard punt by Max. 8.51 remaining in the third quarter. Dion backed up against his own goal line inside the one-yard line. And he's got Welshams off to the left-hand side. Receivers wide on both sides. Tight end right, Sacalaria on the right. Dion looking things over, and the play clock. Delay a game. Again. Delay a game. Uh, it doesn't help us much. They're probably only going back a half an inch. Right. <laughs> so they'll mark it back to about the half-yard line. <laughs> boy, they're putting the nose of the football right against the yes, goal they line. Are. Boy, they really moved that thing. Oh, boy. That's a little more than half the distance. <laughs> so the clock remains at 8.51. Dion looking back at the official. I think Jeff Sokol is giving the referee an earful on the placement of that ball. Well, the play clock's just now starting. Play clock just starting. You're right. Dion, Lions showing blitz, and here they come. And Dion throws it over the middle, incomplete, out to the left-hand side. I'm sorry. Trying to get it to Zimmerman, and he bounced it at his feet again. Yes, Dion has been rushing all day with his passes. He doesn't doesn't look like the quarterback I thought he was going to be right now. I don't know what's going on with him. Obviously, they're still having success on the offensive side. 8.49, just a couple of seconds elapsed. Second down. And call it a long 10. Dion, handoff to Welshams, and Welshams is going to be hit at the two. Yep, Struggle st- maybe out to the three for a couple of yards. Yeah, they stayed a little conservative there, you know, just keep the clock running. Up 17 points, see if they can't break one. Welshams, 14 carries, 45 yards in the ball game. He had 62 yards a week ago against Defiance. Here's where the mouse got us to be disciplined. It's, it's third and long. Are we going to go cover two again? If so, we got to ha- somehow guard the middle here. Third down, a long eight for Rose. Backed up in their own end zone. 8.15 and running left to go in the third. Lions showing cover two, as you said. Dropping back Dion. Dion there he is in the middle. He's going to throw it deep over the middle, and it is incomplete. Great coverage by 15. Tried to go. That's Anthony Wright from Gallatin, Tennessee, with the coverage of free safety, but he tried to go to Noah Thomas over the middle and couldn't get it to him. Yeah, he tried to bite on a slant and go, but it was great coverage by the mount, and, and the middle was open there a little bit, but a nice coverage. Uh, I think they went uh, man underneath, which was nice to see. Now Toller with his he's on the back of the end zone, his heels. Yeah. He's going to have to be careful on that back step. 8.05 to go, and he's going to punt the ball away. Speakman back at about... The Rose 40-yard line to return this one. Toller gets the snap. High snap, brings it down, kicks it away. Low line drive kick. Speakman's got plenty of room at the 37 to the 35, 30, 25, 20. He's going to be brought down at the 18-yard line, and that's where the Mount offense will start with 7.55 to go in the third. Great return by Speakman and great pressure, you know. you got to go back to Max's punt. We talk about it all day, changing field position. 
All of a sudden, you put a little pressure on their punter. He kicks a low liner. Speakman with a great return, and now we're in business. It'll be Jay- Josh Taylor still at quarterback. Tell you something about Taylor here just in a second. I'd like to see him break one for a touchdown and get that under his belt. I would, too. Earls is out wide to the right-hand side. McKenzie Mar- is in the backfield now. Mariano McKenzie at the running back position. Harris at tight end. They give the ball. Nope, he can't. handoff. Taylor around a block. Cuts it to the left-hand side to the 10 to the 5. Dives from the pylon. Touchdown! And there it is. It's a great read by him. And look at the momentum change. All because of a punt. Yes, sir. And anybody who wants to tell me special teams isn't important, <laughs> come have a conversation with me. 7.48 to go. Taylor takes it in. From 18 yards out, the Lions now have cut the lead to 24-13. And coming in to attempt the extra point is Farfsing. Big, big turnaround by the Lions. And now the defense, they've got some momentum. Let's see if they can hold Rose after this extra point. High snap, kick is up. Kick is a low kick, and it is no Good. Rose is just bringing pressure after pressure on special teams. They got a piece of that, but uh, I don't know how the snap was, to be honest, Dave. I wasn't watching it. A little high. 7.48 to go in this third quarter. Your score, Rose 24, Mount St. Joseph 13 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. 7.48 to go in this third quarter of play. The Lions have cut it to 11. 24 13. The story I wanted to tell about Taylor is one of my best, my favorite sports movies is Major League about the Cleveland Indians. The catcher, his name was Jake Taylor. I keep wanting to call Josh Jake. You're, you're going to have to just let it happen. And then just beg forgiveness. Farm Singh will kick it off for the Lions. They're down by 11, and it's a low-line drive kick that will be taken in by Thomas Squeeze. at the 5, right up the middle to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, and going to be knocked down at the 30-yard line. And excuse me, that again was not Thomas. That was Jalen Hobbs. Hobbs with the run back, took it out about 25 yards out to the 30, and that's where Rose will start first and 10. Well, we got to have another defensive series here. You know, if we can get a turnover or a sack or some type of loss, uh, you know, get the get them out to get them in third and long again, that'd be great. And uh, get the ball back and score, Dave, we might have a shot. 7.41 to go. Dion back out onto the field at the 31-yard line is where they've got it marked. First and 10. Hand off to Welshams up the middle. He'll take it out to the 35-yard line for a gain of four. Boy, they just got a massive offensive line, Rose does, and they just keep pushing, and he picked up four before he even got touched, I believe. They're going to spot him at the 36, Bear, and he didn't come close to the 36. And maybe he was hiding underneath all those guys. Yeah, throw out oh, the great flat, play complete, by Noah. Nice play by Noah Abel, but still struggling oh, he forward. Hurt himself. Yeah, it looks like he may have hurt his right arm. Sorry about that, Dave. No, I, I saw him run to the side immediately after he made contact. That's a five-yard reception 
by Welshams, and he takes it out to the 38-yard line, so it'll be third and three. But now the Lions are down to their backup corners. Yeah, let's see if Rose takes advantage of that or not, but I, I suspect they're going to run the ball here a little bit or give the, at least Dion the option of that. Looks like Abel on the sideline. He may have picked up a stinger. Third and three, moving a motion to the near side is Thomas, dropping back Dion. Dion, heavy rush. He's going to be hit as Pick he it. throws, throws it off the Sokolaria. It's incomplete. Lions defense holds, and the Rose Holman fighting engineers will punt the football away. Yeah, great job by McMullen, 46, the left defensive end. He came off that edge and brought a little pressure, and Dion had to throw that quicker than he wanted to, even though he was rolling away from him. Well, can we return the favor on either a touchdown on a punt return or a block punt? Well, let's hope so. Speakman is dropping back at his own 30 to punt the football away. Toller will punt it away. Toller's had a good afternoon. Fourth and three. He'll punt it away from his 38. Gets a low line drive kick. Speakman's going to let it hit and bounce inside the 25, and it'll be downed at the 20. Yard line. 42 yard punt on the play. The Lions will take it over. 6.27 to go in the third quarter. It's 24 13 Rose on UltimateSportsTalk.com. The School of Health Sciences at Mount St. Joseph University is a proven leader in healthcare education. The Mount offers bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees in nursing, including a blended online RN to BSN program and the innovative MSN Magellan program. For nearly 100 years, Mount St. Joseph University has produced outstanding healthcare professionals. Learn more at msj.edu slash health sciences. Josh Taylor still in a quarterback for the Lions. Handoff up the middle. It goes to Tommy. He'll take it across the 20-yard line where the Lions started, and he'll take it up to about the 23 for a gain of three, and it's second and seven. You can see a little bit of a, a uh, not anxious, but a giddy-up in that O-line now. They're starting to drive their feet a little bit more and a little bit longer. It has a nice little run right there by Tommy. Samples out wide to the right. Austin Brock, slot right. McKenzie is back in the backfield. Mariano McKenzie. Right behind Taylor, and he takes the handoff up the middle, and he's going nice. to take it out to the 35-yard line. Kept those legs turning and picked up two, and it's third and five. Did a great job of getting a couple yards out of nothing there. So, 5:40 left to go and running in the third. Lions down by 11, 24-13. McKenzie in the backfield. Harris at the tight end position. Out wide left is Joey Newton, wide right, Samples, and Brock. And lining up to the left is McKenzie on third down, call it four yards to go. Taylor drops back, looks over the middle. He's going to tuck it under, and he's going to be hit, struggle forward, and he's going to be sacked back at the 21-yard line. Definitely not a good decision right there by Josh Taylor. He got caught up in the pocket and he started dancing. He had nowhere to go. His uh, forte is probably getting outside of that pocket and then making that decision. Bryce Metford coming in for the sack on the play. Also back there helping him out was Max Sage. So it's fourth down and seven yards to go. And Suchomsky comes in to punt the football away. Noah Thomas is back set to return in his own territory. 433 and running. 
Suchomsky gets it away. Another, Another boomer that goes over the head of Thomas. Roll, it's going to hit roll. it for 30. He'll pick it up Break for down. 20. Back to the 15. Now cuts to the near side to the 20. He's going to be tripped up and brought down at the 23-yard line. And again, another... Another great punt. That was a 58-yard punt. Yeah, another great punt by Max and great coverage there, Dave. Now if they can keep this momentum going... I still feel we've got to get some type of big play, a turnover, a fumble, a huge sack, so the defense can line up and start bringing more pressure. Definitely back in the game, only down 11. Down 11, 421 to go. Rose Holman comes out, first and 10 from their own 24-yard line. Dion with Walshams off to his left, drops straight back. Heavy rush. Now he's going to throw it over the middle. Complete and hit right at the 29-yard line and struggling out to the 30 is Noah Thomas. Thomas last year, we told you, had eight receptions against the mount. And today he's warming up. He's got four. But they've targeted him a few times this afternoon. Trips out to the far side. Second, after, second down four after a gain of six. Dion will take the snap. Hand it off to Welshams. Welshams picks up the first down across the 35 out to the 36-yard line. That's a gain of six and a first down. That's a good run right there. And, I, you know, if I'm Rose Holman, this is all I'm going to do is keep this clock running. I'm going to mix in a little pass, maybe safe passes. Yep. But I'm going to start running the ball a little bit more. You're only up 11. And you, you know, you don't want to be too conservative, but you don't want to get too risky either. Dion on first and ten from his own 36-yard line. Hand off to Welshams, and Welshams takes it up. Skips up to about the 38-yard line for a gain of a couple. That's a nice little play there. I think that tackle was made by 99. Is that Gavin? Gavin. Yeah, Gavin made a nice tackle there. He had room. Boy, the hurry-up offense. That's, he's down. running. Oh, boy, that's a mistake by Rose Holman. They went hurry-up offense, Dave, and Dion threw the ball out there. Number one put his knee down as he caught the ball. Yep, and it's a loss of two, and it'll bring up third down and ten back at the 36-yard line, Bear. That's very surprising that they are going hurry-up there. They weren't near the first down, and that makes it third and ten. As you said, that's going to be a difficult situation. We'll have to protect the middle of the field again once more. Zimmerman out wide to the left, Salio out wide to the right. And now a timeout yes. is called by the line judge, and I think the Lions decided that they wanted to take a timeout. We will also. 2.42 left to go in this third quarter. Your score, it's Rose 24, Mount 13 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Think of the NCAA as a spirit squad, cheering for student-athletes at every big event and every small one. We'd be there in the classroom, at graduation, at their first job interview. Okay, so don't think of us as a spirit squad. Think of us as a mascot. Well, just know we're always there for student-athletes. 2.42 remaining, and that was, correction on my part, Rose Holman that took that time out. Rose a little bit out of sync offensively, so they took the time out on third down and 10 yards to go from their own 36-yard line. A big third down right here in this game, Dave. Dion with Welshams to his left. Sacalaria is tied in left. Oh, and false now start. Flags, false start called against Rose. Boy, all of a sudden, they have just 
the last two possessions just falling apart. Absolutely. And then you came out of a timeout and you get a false start. You can't be happy with that. So that'll knock it back to the 31-yard line. Well, let's see what kind of defense we play here, Dave. Third and 15. Looks like the cover two again. Yep, but hopefully we can get some pressure and contain him. I must suspect they're going to roll out with him. Get him out of that pocket and let him have a chance to either throw the ball down the field or just tuck it and run. Lee Bennett is at one corner, and Deshaun Starks is at the other corner for the Lions. With Abel out, Dion drops back, looks over the middle, steps up into the pocket, throws over the middle. It is Good over coverage. the head of Thomas, incomplete. Good coverage. Noah Abel has to be careful there. That ball was overthrown. He still hit the receiver, pushed him to the ground. But great coverage over the top. Again, they try to exploit the middle. As John Madden would say, that's football. That's I love John Madden. You're right. <laughs> well, maybe we need to start traveling in a, a bus like he has. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> Can we start trouble, but it would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> here we go, special teams, the uh, the key of the day. Let's see what the Mount can do here. Toller to punt the football away again. 2.37 to go in the third quarter. Lions still down by 11. Toller, good snap. No rush. Gets a high punt off. The speaker's going to call for the fair catch back at the 34-yard line. Nice series defensively right there. You know, we got a little help from Rose Holman. 35-yard punt. Can't can't complain. We're going back with uh, Josh Taylor. So Taylor in. He has directed the Lions to a touchdown here in this third quarter to pull within 11, but 2.31 remaining in it. McKenzie back in the backfield. Lions really young out on the field right now. He's got a single coverage down at the bottom. I wonder if he's going to go long on this. they got a free safety over the top, though. Taylor. Hand off up the nice. middle, goes to McKenzie, breaks it to the nice 40, back time. to the middle, to the 50, one more block. to the 45, one more block, McKenzie to the 30, and he's going to skip out of bounds at the 27-yard line. Great run right there. Look at the O-line, Dave. They're all pumped up. Great block, great decision-making on the cut he made. 31-yard run by McKenzie. Momentum, you talk about it and how big it is, and right now the Mount has it, and Rose Holman does not. They're not even lined up yet. Ball at the 28-yard line of Rose. Taylor looking over to the sideline to Caleb Carell for the play call on first down 10 for the Lions in Rose Territory. Taylor, fake handoff, looks to the left, rolls got to the him. right, looks into the end zone. He's got a receiver. It is incomplete. Boy, he needed to look downfield a little bit earlier. He was open, but that last second he saw him a little too late. But uh, I still like the decision to throw it down there. Tice Miller knocked it away from Chase Samples. Brings up second down. Ten yards to go from the Rose 28-yard line. A minute 56 remaining. Newton is out wide to the left-hand side. Samples lines up right behind Harris, tight end right. And the handoff goes to McKenzie. McKenzie around the right side behind that two tight end setup. Takes it inside the 25, and they'll spot him right at the 25-yard line for a gain of a couple. Third down eight. Yeah, not much there. They went to the short side, but remember that play. I can see him coming back with a uh, boot. With uh, Josh Taylor on that. Third down and a long seven yards to go, a short eight. Newton is out wide to the left-hand side. Brock Slot left. Samples again. Lines up at the wing position right behind the tight end Harris on the right side. Ball in the near hash mark. McKenzie moves out in motion. Drops back. 
Taylor throws it out to McKenzie, and he's going to be upended, catching it at the 25, upended at the 24. So a gain of just a yard. It's fourth down six, and now it's decision time for the Lions. That was a great play by number 11 on Rose Holman there. I think we called his name a few times already today. Riley Roberts. Roberts, yeah. I don't know. you, you got to go for it here. It's just a little bit too far for their field goal kicker, uh, Farsing, right now. And uh, hopefully they can get some type of uh, first down or a penalty. Here we go. Fourth down, seven yards to go from the 24-yard line. Taylor, fake handoff. He's getting rushed. He's going to throw it out into the flat, and it oh. is incomplete. Tried to find his intended receiver, that being Hayden Bell, the tight end out of Thompson Station, Tennessee, but it was just out of his outstretched hands, and the Lions turn it over on downs with 41.7 seconds to go in the third. Yeah, that's a great stop by Rose Holman. They brought their linebacker, number 46, Andrew Hess, up there, knowing that uh, Taylor might go to his right, and he did, and he was right in his face as soon as he got the ball. So Rose has the ball back at their own 24-yard line, first and 10. They lead it by 11, 24-13 here in the third quarter as the clock Stops with 41.7 seconds to go in it. Dion with Welshens. He gets the handoff. Welshens up the middle. Is upended at the 26-yard line for a gain of two. That was uh, Finn on the tackle. He did shoestring tackle right there, but will take it for only a two-yard gain. Second down, eight yards to go. And for all intents and purposes, Rose doesn't have to run another play. I would suspect they're not going to, Dave, because they did not have a very good third quarter here. Dion looking at the referee, looking over to the sidelines, and Rose not even showing any semblance of putting together a huddle, and that will do it for the end of the third quarter. We've played three. The fourth is coming up. It's Rose Holman 24, Mount St. Joseph 13 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. There are over 360,000 NCAA student-athletes. And just about all of us will be going pro in something other than sports. The NCAA reminds us to ask ourselves, what will we do? Over the last 100 years, the NCAA has helped millions of student-athletes find their power outside the field, court, and rink. NCAA, celebrating 100 years of student-athlete. Dave Mitchell, Dan Benjamin back at Schuler Field in Cincinnati. Rose going now from left to right. And it is second down, eight yards to go as we open up this fourth quarter of play with Rose on top by 11-24-13. And another false start against Rose Holman will knock them back five yards. i got to give the Lions defense credit. As soon as they went in motion, they made an adjustment. You could hear all the players hollering out. <clears throat> I think that confused the linemen of Rose Holman, and they uh, apparently jumped off sides. With under a minute to go... Bluffton is leading Anderson 35-27, to and Franklin has taken control at Manchester. They're leading the Spartans 35-3. to 24-13 here, Rose on top of Mount. Dion, second down, calling 13 yards to go. 
He's got Wellstrom's out to the right. Dion throws out to the left, and it is to Noah Thomas. He's dropped back at the 15 for a loss of seven. Just a great read out there. Noah yeah. Thomas with the catch, but the Lions' defense on the right-hand side, Speakman came up and pulled that away. I think that was Speakman, and number 15 might have been there. Even Noah Hammond recognized it and got out there and got a piece of that tackle. Anthony Wright's really been outstanding at that star linebacker spot. Yes, he has it. Third down and call it 19 yards to go for Rosa first down. Big defensive stand here for the Lions to start this fourth quarter. Dion on third and 19. Fake handoff. Looks down the right-hand side. He's got a receiver, and it is over the head of Saliu and incomplete. That's been one of his favorite targets today. And what do we got? We got a flag down on the far side of the field. That's going to – oh, boy. I don't like this, especially if this is holding on the defense. And let's see what the call is going to be. Nowhere near the plate. Sometime today we will get a call. Give me offensive interference. I don't know. Holding on the Lions. And that'll be an automatic first down. Boy, that's a shame. You play great D, and then you get that kind of call away from the pass, and now you give them a first down when they were in a hole there. So it's first down, and they'll spot the ball at the 25-yard line, and it's first down and 10 for Rose Hallman, and that is a big penalty against the Lions. Well, you just had you just had Rose Hallman on their heels, and then to have that kind of penalty, that's, that's just not acceptable, so... Well, the defense is going to have to step up here and make a play. Absolutely. Dion with Welshams off to his right on first and ten. Hand off to Welshams up the middle. Stacked up at the 25 and dropped. That was Finn, a great hit. Finn also on the play was Noah Hammond. Yeah. Hammond's had a great game so far. Young man, senior, I believe, has done a great job of uh, that defensive end position. Lions four penalties today for 45 yards. Rose has got six penalties for just 27 yards. Second down, they gave him a half yard on that. Second down, nine yards to go. Dion looking things over. Lions showing blitz with 13 and a half yep. left to go. Hand off to Welshams again. Welshams outside to the 30 yard line. He keeps struggling forward. And he picks up another four yards, and that'll be third down and about four yards to go for a first down. Yeah, again, that's that's should be what Rose Holman should be doing, just running behind that big O line. And, you know, he's hardly getting hit until he's three, four, five yards down the field. Third down, calling a long four ball out to the 31-yard line. Rose huddling up now, taking as much time off the clock as they can with 12.56 and running left in the ball game. Lions will be at Franklin next week. Hopefully we'll be able to travel with the team, but if not, we'll see you in a couple weeks right back here at Schuler Field. Third down four. Lions showing blitz, and here they come. Fake handoff oh, now. No. Walshams. Walshams runs right by the blitz, picks up the first down outside the 40 to the 46-yard line. Yeah, they caught him on that blitz by Wright and uh, handed it off to the ball carrier, and he just filled the spot that Wright just avoided. 14 yards on the run and a first down. 
Ball out to the 45-yard line, 12 and a half remaining. Dion goes halfway over to the sideline to pick up the play. Lions are going to have to do something here to change the momentum. They did it with the punt in the third quarter. Yeah, they, they got to make a play right here. Right now, you're right. Rose Holman's going to be satisfied with coming out and snapping this ball under 10 seconds and, and making you make a big play on D. Zimmerman and Thomas are out to the far side. Dion handoff to Welshams around the left-hand side. He's going to get inside Mount Territory down to the 45-yard line to the 44. Gain of 11 and a first down. And, and there you go. They're using that left side of their own line. He's done a heck of a job. Like I said, those are some big hosses out there. And uh, I don't know the weights on them, but it's uh, Jonathan Bartlett over there and Jacob Huff, the left tackle, left guard. And uh, that's where they're getting all the yardage. So it's first and ten inside Mount Territory at the 45-yard line. Lions can afford to give up a field goal here, but a touchdown would almost kill this game. Yeah, that would definitely hurt. So, See what adjustment we get on this first down. Trips out to the near side. I'll tell you one thing. Saliu is offsides right now. <laughs> the handoff goes to Welshams, and Welshams struggles forward for a yard at the 44. Yep, same play. Fortunately for us, not the same result. I don't know who Mer- made who made that tackle? Was that uh, coming off the field? I can't even read his number. He was in on that tackle so much. Gavin Brennan. Great play by Gavin. It makes me, I don't understand it because the side judge is right there. The ball is at the 45-yard line, and Saliu's foot was on the 45-yard line. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe his mask is up over his eyes. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> Second down, a long nine yards to go. Ball resting just outside the 44-yard line. Dion with 10.35 remaining. And the handoff Same goes play. to Walshams off the left side. He breaks into the clear to the 35 and brought down at the 30-yard line. And he was really brought down by his own man, Jake Zimmerman. Yeah, it's just the same play. They ran it three or four times in a row, Dave. They're just counter right back to that left side of their O-line. And they're going to tell you, if you're going to stop us, you're going to do it with these guys up front on the left side of our O-line. So the ball resting at the mount, 30, first and 10 for Rose. 10-15 and running, left to go. In the ball game, it's 24-13, fighting engineers. Yeah, you can see Rose change momentum by going to this huddle, using that left side of their own line, and just trying to grind out some time here. They'd be happy with using another minute or two and not even scoring. Trips out to the near side. Welshams to the left-hand side, and handoff goes to Welshams. Tripped up in the backfield, but struggles forward and still picks up some yardage down to the 28-yard line for a gain of two. Yeah, that was Finn on a blitz coming off the edge and just missed him. But you said it right, though. He kept his uh, legs going. Now they're moving the ball back. That's kind of crazy. I thought he had three yards or four, but they moved that thing back. But, uh, again, that's why I'm in the booth with you and not officiating. (laughs) Into the ball game now. For Rose Holman at running back is Grant Ruperta. Ruperta played a little in the first half out of Sherman, Illinois. He's a freshman. Second down, eight yards to go. Walsham's getting a well-deserved breather. Walsham's 25 runs on the day. He's got over 100 yards. Second down, eight. And the fake handoff. Dion runs out to his right, looking into the end zone. He's going to throw it into the end zone. It is complete. And down to the one-yard line to... Saliu. Wow, that was just a great job by Dion. He directed Saliu to go upfield. He underthrew him actually a little bit, and he was fortunate that uh, that ball didn't get tipped or picked. So down to the Mount One, first and goal for Rose, 8.52 and running left to go in the ballgame. 
Now Welshams will come back in. Yeah, he smells Pater. He wants back into the ball game now. It's well deserved because he's <laughs> done most of the work here. They're going to have to burn a timeout here. They're going to run the exact same play they ran this whole series and give that little counter action to him. Play going, clock going down to the five. Left edge. Play clock down to four now. Welshams blitz thrown by the Lions. Welshams got it and he skips into the end zone for the score. And that makes it thirty to thirteen. Rose on top of it with eight twenty four remaining in the ball game. Boy, just, oh boy. Just a great drive right yep. here by Rose. I, I, you got to give them credit. They changed tempo by going to the huddle versus the no huddle and just putting the ball in the running back's hands. 11 plays, 76 yards. And coming in to attempt the extra point, Adam Clark. Clark boots it, and it is straight through the uprights. 8.24 remaining here from Schuler Field in Cincinnati. Rose Holman, 31. Mount St. Joseph 13 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, like when you need a textbook. Students can order books exclusively online that they can pick up at the Roar Store through our new eCampus site. eCampus includes two different shipping options. Free online shipping to Textbook Delivery Hub located in the Roar Store or delivered to your off-campus residence. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy. And now, I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we could take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Get moving! Dayton Children's. Experts you trust. Caring for the children you love. Zimmerman kicks it off, and it'll be taken in for the first time today for the Lions by Newton. Joey Newton. Newton, flagged down, runs it across the 30, outside the 30, to the 34-yard line. Well, he collected that in right at the goal line and yeah. cut it out 34 yards for the return, but the flag down about the 23. Yeah, that's holding on us, but definitely a nice run by Newton. But uh, this young man, I forget who it's going to be on, but you can see him pulling the jersey, and that's why he got the call. Well, you always hope that there are things to work on in between the first and second game of the season, and the Lions of Fears will have some things to work on during this week. Oh, absolutely, and they got to start with special teams because that, you know, that first half was all about special teams. And then they come out the second half and do a great job. Obviously, Max uh, punting the second half has changed the momentum, as you said earlier in this quarter, but uh, definitely got to work on keeping the momentum on the offensive side as well. Taylor will stay in the game at quarterback. Trevor Tomey back in a running back for the Lions. Ball at the 13-yard line, 8-16 remaining in the ball game. 31-13 rows. Dropping back, Taylor. Taylor looks over the middle, stands into the pocket, throws it over the middle, complete to Newton at the 40, to the 45, spins out of a tackle up to the 48-yard line. Boy, a great ball by Josh Taylor. 35-yard reception, Dave. Yep. And Newton hauled it in and almost broke, and he made a nice little move at the end to get three more yards. Lions in a hurry-up offense. Trips out to the near side. Taylor. Fake handoff. Throws it out into the flat, complete to Brock on the near side. Runs into Rose Holman territory and an out of bounds at the 47-yard line. Nice call there. Get the ball in one of your better receivers' hands. He got about seven or six. I don't know whether they're going to mark it, but 
You'll take that. You see a little momentum going right now on O. Cam York comes out to the near side. Newton goes out to the far side. Also out wide to the right-hand side is Jake Ayler. Dropping back. Taylor looking out to the left-hand side trying to go to York. And we're going nice to get a penalty. Play. Yep, we're going to get a penalty. I thought it was good defense, actually, by... Tice Miller, the left corner, but yeah, I thought he he did well at the beginning, but then when the ball got in the air, he never turned around and just kept riding him out of bounds, and uh, that's what the call is going to be: is defensive interference on Ty Miller. Well, it's a 15-yard penalty, automatic first down. We'll take it inside the 35, down to the 32-yard line. Boy, if they can score. 44 seconds, they're going to be right back in the game, which uh, would be nice to see here. Taylor with Tommy to his left. Ball in the near hash mark. First down 10 for the Lions. Down 31-13. Taylor takes the snap. Oh, Heavy boy. rush. He's going to roll out to the he's left. Got he's got some green. 30, and he's going to be hit at the 25. Spins down to the 22. Just short of that first down. they got to get back up and get in that hurry-up offense because I like it right now. They've got him at the 23, a gain of nine on the run. Second and a yard. Ayler, split right, slot right, is Brock coming out wide to the left-hand side, Cam York. Newton's out wide to the right-hand side. Fake handoff to Tommy. Taylor steps up, throws it into the end zone, and it's incomplete to Austin Brock. Yeah, got a little rushed right there with the pressure, but, you know, that worked out to the Lions' advantage. It's third and one. Because if he gets a throw on that ball, I think it's going to get picked. They had, it was well covered on that seam route. Kazenbarth with the co- coverage there for Rose. Third down and about a yard to go. Tough situation here, Dave. You want to pick up the first, but you know you're going to go for it on four, so do you take a big shot at it? Taylor with Tommy to the left of him. He'll take the snap. He's going to run it to the left, try to pick up the first down himself. He does. He's got the first down, and he's pushed out of bounds near the 20. Gain of three on the play, and it's a first down for the Lions at the Rose 20-yard line. Well, they'll say the 21. Well, he got out of bounds, but, boy, that clock started right back up immediately. I didn't even see him come back in play, and that clock was running. Last year's game, I told you I was watching the Hanover game from a year ago. We were talking about that, how they were getting the ball in play quickly. Taylor is going to run it right up the middle. Takes it behind the left tackle, and he takes it down to the 15-yard line. Good run by Taylor, and he took it right behind Sam Martin, that left tackle. Yeah, that's a great run. I know he, uh, it was a fullback lead, I think. Is that Tom in there? If he yeah, kept going, he might have got a block, and then he might have got a little bit more out of that. So it's second down, five yards to go from the 15-yard line. Tommy moves in motion out of the backfield, leaving it empty. Taylor looking out, directs Tommy into the end zone. He's going to roll it to the right, cuts it to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. He's going to go into the end zone for the score. Yes, touchdown. Whoa, boy, you talk about a run P.O. 15-yard touchdown run by... The freshman quarterback, Josh Taylor, his second of the afternoon. And with 6.02 remaining to go in the ball game, it's now 31-19 Mount, that's down good. by 12. That's good to see, Dave, after them only scoring eight points last year and being down here and coming back and answering the bell. you got to like it. I think we're going to go for two. They are. They brought Taylor back in. Lions will go for two. Ball spotted at the three-yard line. 
Timeout, Rose. Now Rose is going to rush in and take a timeout. Well, this would draw them within 10 and make it, you know, obviously a two-score ball game. But it'll be interesting to see if they can get this in here now, Bear. Yeah, this would be big right here. You know, like you said, you can make it 31-21 with a 6.02 to go in the game. You give your team a chance. You got a young quarterback who's performed very well today. Just got to keep that momentum going. 6.02 remaining. Taylor on the afternoon. Boy, what an afternoon he has had. Passing 9 of 14 for 129 yards. Rushing 16 carries, 91 yards. Two touchdowns rushing. But all total... He's got over 200 yards in total offense. He's, he's played a nice game today. Right there, he showed me some speed, which I really uh, wasn't sure what he had. But, boy, he turned that corner and made a nice run for the end zone. So Taylor will lead the Lions Dang. back out to the line. I don't know if he'll do this. Does uh, Rose have 12 on the field? I'm trying they to. They sure do. They've got 12 on yeah, the field. They got 12 on the field. He's got to get his flag ready to the throw this thing. grabbing for his flag. Yep, there he there threw it out. Is. Get in Taylor's anyway. going to take it in anyway for the two point conversion. Now he fumbled. Rose is going to pick it up, now but I think signaled. they've already signaled for the two points. Boy, they li- they come out of a timeout again and line up with 12 on the field. You still can't stop Josh Taylor. No. <laughs> so that makes it 31 21, 602. Left to go in the ball game on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. The School of Health Sciences at Mount St. Joseph University is a proven leader in healthcare education. The Mount offers bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees in nursing, including a blended online RN to BSN program and the innovative MSN Magellan program. For nearly 100 years, Mount St. Joseph University has produced outstanding healthcare professionals. Learn more at msj.edu slash health sciences. Well, the Josh Taylor Show continues here this afternoon. He has drawn the Lions to within 10 with 6.02 left to go in the ballgame, 31-21. Yeah, great drive right there by the Mount. But Josh Taylor, you know, I don't want to say he did it all on his own, but he showed uh, his athleticism there. He made some great decisions throwing his passes. And then, uh, obviously, at the end, getting a two-point conversion. So dropping back, set to return, this one will be... Ready for that onside kick, Rose Holman is. Uh, they only got one timeout. I don't know if that's going to end up being a factor here, but the mouth's going to have to do something. It is Noah Thomas back set to return, so let's see what Farfsing decides to do here, and he is going to squib it. It did hit a Rose Holman player, takes a roll, but it will be covered up by the fighting engineers, and it looks like it was T.J. Ballard who covered that thing up. That was a nice, nice kick by Farsing. He got the bounce he wanted, and as you said, Rose touched it, even though they don't need to after it goes 10, but you never know when they touch it which way it'll bounce. So six minutes exactly to go in the ballgame. Lions find themselves down by 10. They need a stop here. 
Why is the clock running here? And the officials, well, there should be six minutes on the clock. I just said it, but yep. they're not going to put the extra four <laughs> seconds up. It is spring, and fall is coming. <laughs> So let's get this thing out of the way. Maybe our scoreboard is not vaccinated yet. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Worst Walshams is going to get the handoff, and he's going to be hit right at the 40, make it the 34-yard line, and the Lions are going to use one of their timeouts. Yeah, I like that. You're going to see Rose be, be super conservative, you know, use the clock up two scores. You're going to make the Lions use their timeouts here. And uh, I, I wouldn't would suspect they're going to not throw the ball. If they do, it'll be a quick out or it'll be uh, in the hands of Dion or the running back. Welshens, 26 carries, 109 yards on the afternoon, two touchdowns, and he has been pretty consistent, 4.1 yards per carry. His longest has only been 14 yards, so you can see that he's been consistently running the football in between the tackles all afternoon. Yeah, and that's, that's Rose Holman. They got that big beef line up front and you know, that whole left side has been pushing the mountain back the whole day, and they're going to do it again. I'd be very surprised if they don't go over there again. Last year it was Gavin White. This year it's Welshens. Well, hopefully the mountain can come up and stop him here and uh, force a punt and see what we can do with the 5.48 to go in the game. What does Woody always used to say? You don't rebuild, you reload. That's right. And that's what Rose does at that running back position. Second down, nine there yards. Go Dion pitch Ooh. out around the right-hand side to Welshens. Hit and dropped at the 38-yard line. And, again, a timeout will be taken by the mount. Yeah, that's a nice play right there and a good tackle. Good decision. I don't like the pitch. He got his shoulders trying to go forward, and he had to turn around to get that pitch. And you, you risk a fumble right there. Ball out. To the 39-yard line, so it'll be third down, five yards to go. By ball just shy of the 39-yard line. If the Lions can get a stop here, they probably won't use that final timeout, I would think. They would just let the clock run. And Yeah, that's decision time right now for Rose. Do you want to make that timeout go away by running the ball here, or do you want to get the first down and uh, accomplish a couple things there? I well, don't know. I don't know if we'll call a timeout or not. I don't think the Lions would take a timeout if they stop. Especially, I mean, obviously a running play. If they stop it on a running play, I don't think they'll use their final timeout. Yeah. Third down, five yards to go. Welshens to the left of Dion. Zaccalaria, the tight end to the right. Hand off to Welshens up the middle. They're going to run it. it. He's got the first down at the 45. Boy, he made a stutter step right out to the 49-yard line. A gain of nine and a first down for Rose, and that's a killer. Yeah, you're absolutely right. He made a great stutter step at the line of scrimmage. It's almost like he was just waiting for the defense to make their move, and then he made the stutter step and got upfield. First down, 10 yards to go for Rose at their own 47-yard line. 520 and running left to go in the ballgame. This one, no matter what you say, it's been a good one. It's been yeah. an entertaining ball game. Absolutely. You know, uh, I think the Mounts defense has given up, what, seven points? Yeah. In the second half? So if they can keep them out of the end zone here or get the ball back for their offense, they did a great job. Rose doing a good job, and now the play clock has run out. I don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> I looked over to my right. The play <laughs> clock was at zero. And the the back judge still had not pulled the flag out of his pocket yet. 
Yeah, you look to your right, I look to my left and saw a big fat zero. I'm like, what's going on here? So a five-yard delay of game penalty against Rose will mark it back to the 42-yard line. Yeah, that doesn't hurt them. They're going to run the ball. They're going to force them out to take a timeout and, and use that last timeout as much as they can. Be very surprised to see the ball go in the air here. So it's first down, 15 yards to go for Rose. 4.53 remaining, clock stopped. And now dropping back, Welshams now will get the handoff. He's going to cut it across the 45, out to the 47. And nice. that'll be a five-yard gain. So he gets the penalty yardage nice back. Nice tackle by uh, number three. Lions have a player down on the field. That's Hammond. Hammond down on the field and also... For the Lions, flexing his right arm is Deshaun Starks. He made a nice tackle on that play. That could have went big, but uh, you know you got to give Rose credit. They're they're giving the, the quarterback Dion to have a run read option here to you know to keep it himself or hand it off, and uh, they've been doing a very good job. But I'm gonna have to give uh, Mr. Hammonds a uh, an award here. I'm not sure he got hurt, but. Uh, he went down, so we'll see what happens with him. Hopefully he is not hurt. So Hammond will leave the ball game. Looks to be a right ankle. And they'll take him right over to the bench. But it's Yeah, second. they're going to take him in the tent. Hopefully he's not hurt. Second down, 10 yards to go. Ball at the 47-yard line. 435 and running now. As they restarted the play clock. So right. they've got a lot of time here to kill. Boy, they came out quick. Matter of fact, they could actually run this thing under four minutes. Welshans to the left of Dion. Dion just with his hands in his hand warmer. Taking his time. Play clock now down to ten. And now he'll look things over and he'll take the snaps. Surprised he took oh, it that soon. Also Welshans. Welshans around been. 50 to the 45 and he'll be run out of bounds at about the 40-yard line of Mount St. Joseph after a gain of 13. Again, another nice run by him. But, man, I'd like to see another playback on that one because I thought there was holding on 75 on the right side of the line. But the officials didn't call it. And as you would say, none the left. It's a darn first down. Yep. So first and ten from the Mount 40-yard line, 344 and running. Left to go in the ballgame. Lions will be at Franklin next week. And hopefully we'll be able to go there next week. We'll see. Rose will be on the road again for the second of three in a row at Anderson this time. Handoff up the middle goes to Welshans, and Welshans takes it inside the 40 to the 39-yard line for a gain of about a yard. Just keep giving it back to the workhorse they've had this last uh, quarter and a half. And I think that's a good decision by them. Hammonds is okay. He's back out from under that tent. Hopefully he'll get back in there. Welshans, 31 carries, 141 yards. He's got over 200 yards rushing now on the season in two games. Last week he had 61 yards on 15 carries. Second down, nine yards to go from the Mount 39-yard line. Trips out to the far side, but you know Dion isn't going to put this ball in the air. He's going to hand it off to the right-hand side to Welshans, and Welshans cuts it right up the middle. He's going to be dropped at the 36-yard line. Lions will use their final timeout. We will also, 2.36 to go in the ballgame. Your score, Rose Holman, 31, Mount St. Joseph, 21 on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. 
The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. At Mount St. Joseph, we're on a mission to make sure every single student succeeds in their career. In fact, 98% of our undergraduates are working in their field within six months of graduation. Discover the Mount at msj.edu slash admissions. Lions down on the scoreboard 31-21 with 2.36, and they've got no timeouts left. They used their last one on that break. Third down, six yards to go for the fighting engineers, Dion. With Welshens off to his right, Sacalaria. Tight end right. Receivers out wide on both sides. Dion, he's going to hand it off to Welshens. Welshens is going to be nice hit play. and dropped behind the line of scrimmage. Back to the 39-yard line. And That's Gavin, wasn't it? Yep, Gavin Brennan. Nice play by him. Clock's still running. They're going to they're gonna probably take a delay here and punt it. 2.18 left to go. They can run it down inside the two-minute mark. And you're probably right. Take a delay, punt the ball away. Lions will still have an opportunity, but it's going to be a slim one. Yes. They need a touchdown. Now Rose will come up to the line of scrimmage on fourth down. I wouldn't be surprised if Dion takes two steps back and punts the ball himself. And he'll take nope. the snap. Dion's going to look over the middle. He's going to oh roll out to the right. Can't find him, and now he's just going to slide down at the 42-yard line. Wow, I don't. That's a crazy call right there. You didn't. You could have ran that under more and taken the penalty and punted it, but I guess he didn't have any faith in his special. Team. Yeah, that's interesting because it gives the Lions the ball at the 43-yard line and somewhat scoring position. Yeah, with Taylor, you never know. I don't know. Maybe that's why I don't coach anymore, and I'm up here. That's an interesting call there. You're you're absolutely right. I mean, they could score in the first play. Absolutely. So first and ten for the Lions at the 43, their own 43. McKenzie in the backfield. See? Taylor gets the fakes the handoff, and he's going to be dropped all the way back to the 37-yard line. Great play by uh, Rose Holman's defensive end there, number 46. That's Andrew Hess. Five-yard loss, second down, 15 yards to go. This is a little learning lesson right there for Taylor. You don't need to worry about faking too much because they know you're not running the ball. Dropping back, Taylor looks over the middle. Good protection. He's going to throw it up the left side. Good He's got ball. Newton, oh. and it went right through Newton's hands incomplete. Oh, boy, Newton's going to watch film and be disappointed when he dropped the ball, Dave, but I watched him. He slowed down, and that's just not playing together long enough. But if he ran full speed, he might have had a touchdown. Newton will come out of the ball game after that long route. York is out wide to the right-hand side. Samples comes out to the left-hand side for the Lions. Receivers out wide on both sides. McKenzie in the backfield. Taylor drops back on third and 15. Steps up into the pocket. He's going to be hit twice and be brought down at the 35. Loss of three. 
and it'll bring up fourth down, and the Lions have to go for it. Yeah, they have no choice there, but, you know, it's hard to be back there in that pocket when they can pin their ears back and come at you. Absolutely. It's hard to block when they can do that. <laughs> yeah. Taylor trips out to the right. McKenzie to his left. Taylor on fourth down, 17, drops back, steps up into the pocket. He's going to be hit again at the 35, dropped at the 36, the original line of scrimmage, and that will turn the ball over on downs. So the Lions give it up on downs, and that will pretty much ice this one for Rose Ullman. Yeah, they, you know, they sacked him twice there, and like we just talked about, it's easy to just come off the edge and blitz and do what you got to do when you know he's got to throw the ball, and that was... Uh, Bryce Medford, number 54. He, he's had a nice game for Rose Holman tonight. Yep. This one's been an entertaining ball game. It's been a learning experience for these youngsters. This is a young Mount St. Joseph football team. Yeah, as much he, as you want to talk about it, but it's a young one, young team. Yeah, I saw some freshmen out there playing, and it's good. They gave them opportunities, and uh, you're, you're right. It's a good game. You, you know, you don't ever want to lose a game, but one thing Hop can hang his hat on is they came out and finished the second half. 31-21, to 21, that's not bad, Hold him to seven points. Dion under center. He'll take the knee, and they'll just run out the clock. As the clock just now started. Yep. 35 seconds to go in the ball game. And they really don't even have to run another play. I think that's what the officials waiting for, to get it under 30 before yeah. he started that play clock anyways. You're right. Well, Rose is going to – now Dion looks at the referee and says, we don't have to run another play, and the referee says, well – you look yourself, but Dion's going to go under center. <laughs> There's 20 on the game, or 15 on the game clock, 18 on the play clock. They don't have to run another play. I'm surprised the play clock is even running. Second down, 12 yards to go, but that'll do it. Rose will go to 2-0 and on the year after their victory last week against Defiance and this week against Mount. And the Lions will go to 0-1, and they will head to Franklin next week. Your final score here this afternoon, Rose Holman 31, Mount 21. We'll be back to wrap things up after these timeouts. Thank you.